0: The greatest love story ever told. Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
1: This Friday, meet Romeo's ex, Rosalind. So you're gonna break them up? Of course I am. The love story you know. Romeo and
2: Juliet. Doesn't even sound right.
1: The ex you don't.
2: We just need to stop a wedding. My is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch. Blow me. Caitlin Deaver is Rosalind. Rating PG-13. Only on Hulu Friday.
3: There we go, now we can move forward, and who else is joining us? Thomas Rock, Eric Martin, how are you from Montreal? Go Habs, go. Oh, my business partner, Ashy, would love you. Uh, Mr. Cowley, welcome back to the show. Oh, Mr. Cowley, loves his spaced out radio. Thank you, Mr. Cowley, for joining us. Christian Morales, thank you so much for kicking off the Super Chat tonight. It is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis, so thank you so much. Y.J. Overlander, Pixie Lara, nice to have you here. Hi, Marty Burbach, Linda Bennett, Pete Leibel, Shaq Valet, how are you? Jeff Steve Garvey, he'll hit a home run for you. And uh, we got a bunch more, but I am running out of time. Hi, Paramarv, good to have you here. Science Bob's in the chat room watching. And horns up, let's rock. Of central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talkstream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show and on TikTok at Space Down Radio. Our website, SpacedownRadio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Pooh's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website, we got a great show for you tonight. Science Bob, yes, Dr. Bob McGuire is back to talk about the business side of UFOs that's going on right now. Then, coming up in hour three, Swamp Dwellers back with another spooky story. Tim Senor fires up the Cryptid Report, make that the UFO Report, and Shirky Pooh has the news. Yes, it is that time of the month where we bring in our resident spaced-out radio scientist, Dr. Bob McGuire, to discuss the scientific side of everything supernatural and paranormal. Each month, Science Bob will bring a guest. This time, he's all alone. And we're going to look into the scientific and practical side of the high strangeness that surrounds us. Science Bob has specialized his work in the field of artificial intelligence, and has been leading the ways uh, using computer technology to help detect UFOs in the skies over the United States and around the world. He received his B.S.E.E. Electrical Engineering and B.S. Applied Math from Auburn University, and his Ph.D. in Applied Mathematics from Brown University. And he is just as beautiful as he was back then. Science Bob, it is always a pleasure to have you on Spaced Out Radio. How you doing, my friend?
4: Well, my mother loves you, Dave, even though she's passed away for saying that I'm still beautiful, even though I don't have a hair left on my head.
3: (laughs) Well, it's good to have you back, and thank you so much for coming on with Science Bob and friends. And, And you know, there's a lot to talk about, Bob. We tried to get Gary <laughs> Nolan for for tonight's show, Dr. Gary Nolan out of Stanford University. However, he had to back out at the last minute due to some business acumen to do with UFOs in his studies and maybe some contracts that he is recently signed that he's not uh, doing any interviews so you know what we're still going to have a hell of a show for our audience and Bob here's something I want to start off with with you tonight okay and we're going to get right into it because tonight's one of those shows where two hours just is not going to be enough but we're going to make it through we're going to jam as much as we can into it we're going to start off with Harvard University's Avi Loeb now he is the astrophysicist who is putting together still the Galileo Project, uh, which is trying to fund uh, and get funding for some serious scientific research to whether or not there is life out there in the stars, which you believe and which I believe. But I'm going to be honest with you, Bob. I lost a, a little bit of respect for Avi Loeb. Over the course of the last week and a half or so, and it deals—it's
4: artillery, Dave. It's artillery. Well,
3: let let us let us uh, set this up here, okay? So somehow the Ukrainian defense force, which filmed a bunch of UFOs over the battlefields uh, between the in that ugly war between Ukraine and Russia, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on, okay? That's irrelevant. We're talking UFOs here, and. They they know what's their artillery, what's their missiles, what's their rockets, what's their helicopters, what's their jet planes, okay? They know what's in the sky. There was unidentified anonymous- – and, and, uh, I'm
4: sorry. And, and the United States and its allies – is providing them with the necessary sensors so they can detect the incoming missiles and artillery pieces from Russia to tell the difference between a bloody artillery shell and a UAP. So somehow these videos make their
3: way to Avi Loeb to make sure that he could break them down into trying to figure out what they are. Now I got a couple of problems with this, and you're, I know you want to get into the military side. I can already hear your passion, but I got to set it up. Avi Loeb is not a ufologist. No, he could. He's not, an astronomer. He could not tell a UFO from a sandwich bag, or a, or a, <laughs> a Batman balloon, up in the sky. That's no offense he to him. A, he, claimed,
4: tr- he claimed a tumbling rock going through the solar system, was a UFO from an alien civilization. I mean, come on. Well, it could have been. It could have been. It could, except, except he wrote this fancy paper with another person that got published in a highly reputable journal just because it was him as the author, not because of the greatness of the science that was contained therein. And so, just so you understand, there is bias in scientific publications. Avi Avilo got something published based on the flimsiest of evidence and flimsiest of analysis. And now people are still figuring out ways that that rock can accelerate, um, even though it looked a little weird. And, of course, he started, he started his project, ostensibly defined uh, UAPs. But what he's actually doing is building a bunch of space-based sensors that are going to find more rocks like that flying through the solar system because he's an astronomer and wants to know where extra, where extra solar uh, bodies are coming from. I mean, come on. This is just, it's just so bloody obvious that he doesn't give a flip about UAPs and USOs inside the atmosphere and oceans of the United States. It's not funny. Well, I mean, but here's the other thing too, Bob. Okay,
3: we have some talented ufologists who have yeah, very who have been looking into this phenomena forever. Okay, yeah,
4: and a bunch of them are members of the Scientific Coalition for the Study of UAPs. Why wouldn't you get that group if you're the U-
3: Ukrainian government? Why wouldn't you get that group to
4: break down these videos? Why wouldn't okay? So, why wouldn't you get so Greg that camera? That, that would be it. That would be great. Except you you the people in SCU don't have access to the systems that will flow that video to them in an official channel so that they can maintain uh, custody, a chain of custody of of the video. So, I mean, cell phone videos that are done by Joe Blow driving down the road to the car that might even be hit by an artillery piece is not good enough evidence for a scientific body. Okay, so
3: maybe explain to our audience how Avi Loeb, in your opinion, was asked to be the so-called, quote-unquote, quote, expert
4: on these videos. I do not know the answer. I cannot figure out an explanation. I mean, Dave, you know me. I'm not going to tell you something I don't know. I cannot figure out how he got it. and so, But I am deeply suspicious. Well, here's my problem, Bob. Okay,
3: when and and I'm and I told this to Tim Sinor the other night when we were breaking down this story. Okay, here's my problem with, with this story. And I'm gonna take my journalistic hat off and put my op ed hat on here for a second. Number one, Avi Loeb as brilliant as the man is, he is not a ufologist. He's nope. no UFO expert. He's not even, I believe, a military weapons expert to be able to tell what's a missile and what's not. Okay. And that's not insulting the man or his intelligence. But here's what scares me, Bob. The report that Tim read was that it took him just over an hour to decide that it was artillery.
4: Scrap. Just over an hey, hour. Look, I wish you look look, Dave. They, they had reams and reams and reams, and I mean huge gobs of radar uh, signals done digitally and transferred, and it takes over an hour just to load the data onto the computer so you can begin the analysis. I'm just telling you, Dave, it's crap. That's all there is to it. Avi Loeb did not do the analysis. He was told what he ought to say about it. And that's just all there is to it. I'm sorry. If people don't like what I'm saying, but I know the facts. You've got to maintain a chain of custody of each and every one of those Frames of digitized video that come from a radar screen or a camera or whatever. Infrared camera doesn't matter. And the chain of custody from the beginning to the end is how you maintain scientific integrity. If what you want to do is an analysis. And Avi Loeb, I'm sorry. He just did not have all of that and be able To load the the software and the data into the software and complete a detailed analysis in a bloody hour.
3: Well, but Bob, I want to get into this with you, though. When you look down the list of who's who on the Galileo project, there are a lot of brilliant scientists on there, Bob and I'm sure you know a number of them, and and maybe some of them are up-and-comers from uh, you know, past your time in the educational field. But I'm looking at this, Bob, as this. There's also a lot of names on there that are tied to the Pentagon, tied to alphabet agencies, tied to Space Force, and I'm wondering how much pressure that put on... The Galileo Project, because it, it bothers me, Bob. When 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 Avi Loeb set this up, the Galileo Project, it was supposed to be for the people. Let's bring, let's see what we can find out there for the people, and it's turned into something completely different. Okay. There is
4: there is no people involved. Everybody's an insider, but that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, there are no just people involved. Everybody that's that's in Avi Loeb's uh, project is either a well-known scientist already involved with interesting things, or part of the government or whatever, and uh, inside uh, inside Avi Loeb's circle, and he maintains an iron fist control over the group, and. Uh, far as I can tell, he's even stopped having meetings.
3: Hmm. Well, there's a subject we need to talk about. I did not know No this. kidding. How did you find out that uh, he had stopped having meetings with the Galileo Project?
4: P- complaints from four people who are members. Four different people who are members. None of them knowing that the other one told me. Hmm. The typical way I find out things, I wait till I hear it four times. Then I make sure they don't, they don't collaborate. And these are people that didn't know the other one told me. And there you go. That's how that, People want to know how I know stuff all the time, even though I'm sitting on the outside. Well, I have low friends in high places from the decades I spent inside a government. And by the time I get told the same story three times from three different directions, I pretty much know it's true.
3: That'll be interesting if it comes out. Does that mean the project is in danger?
4: I have no idea. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to expand on what I'm saying, because I'm telling you, the only thing I know is that four different people told me that Abi has stopped having meetings.
3: Why do you think he went after the UFO community? Was it the
4: taste of a potential Nobel Prize? No, it was the rising popularity of the UAP subject. And he jumped on the bandwagon with writing this paper about a Muamua which he claimed was a spacecraft from another star. And he's trying to ride the wave and he wants $100 million to fund his project. It's a going after funding for his pet project. People need to un- people need to understand that these big time folks in ufology. It doesn't matter whether it's nice guys like Lou Elizondo or scientists like Avi Loeb or whoever it is. So long as they are part of something official, where in what any whatever capacity, and it's always follow the money. Follow the money because you can just figure out where who they're working for, etc. By following the money. Well, I, I get that.
3: I, and I can understand that. That that part makes a lot of sense. But the idea, let's go back to the Ukraine here for a second. Yep. Okay. Avi Loeb has given the these videos from the Ukraine to dissect them and break them down. Takes just over an hour to say that they are artillery shells. Nothing more, nothing less he
4: just he who, just who, didn't have time
3: but who gives those to him is, is it is it you know there's a lot of people tied in right there
4: okay so so look, look, look I cannot imagine a path that comes from the ukrainians to the united states that winds up handing data that he can build he can lay his reputation on Uh, and writes a thing like it's artillery shells that didn't come through the military or the intelligence community. There's no other path I can think of. None. Not Not that would allow him to stake his scientific reputation on making a conclusion. And he just did not have time to do the mathematical analysis in an hour. So that means somebody else told him what to say.
3: Okay, so what let, let's look into that then. What would be the purpose of saying that that you know, what would be the purpose of a cover up
4: regarding this, Bob? It's not time to talk about disclosure. It's not time to tell the story. Look, look, you you have a former FA18 pilot last week flying a Learjet from Atlanta to Maui, Hawaii. And Ben Hanscom hears something over the Federal Aviation radio. And he goes, what the heck is this? And he goes running and rolling. And by the time this former FBI agent had done his story, he's got a YouTube video up, including video of the UFO from the cockpit of the Learjet. And he's breaking the story all over the place. I'm going to tell you what, what else I've heard, that the number of sightings around the world is growing exponentially. Because Dave, something's happening.
3: I agree with you that something's happening. I'm curious the cover up of these Ukrainian videos. Okay, they
4: don't—they they, they don't want the public asking questions before they're ready to provide answers.
3: Yet we know that over every battlefield that we know of since World War One, and I believe there is—correct me if I'm wrong—there may have even been reports during the Civil War of lights in the sky. In the U.S., yep. okay, every major battle, there have been UFOs seen in World War II. All the way
4: back, all the way back to the 1500s, when there was crap in uh, Europe in the Dark Age, the end of the Dark Ages, they had the sky full of craft over stuff that was happening. And this, this, this piece of art in Germany where the sky is full of UFOs. And they're the same shapes we see today, even though they didn't even have flying machines back then. Come on. Yes, this stuff has been around forever, Dave, and it's going to continue. But But what's going on now is the number of sightings where people have cell phones. And and military has radar and cameras, et cetera, is increasing exponentially. And the government reports to the House committees and Senate committees is telling them that the number of sightings is increasing exponentially because this means some new activity is in preparation.
3: Well, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But what does this say about Galileo Project? Avi Loeb overall, I mean, taking an hour to do this. I don't want to keep harping on it, Bob, but I guess I'm seeking an answer that may not be there because I know for myself, I'm disappointed.
4: Of I, course I, it's disappointed. You, you you wanted to believe in Avi Loeb, but that does just tell you what it means to me. I don't trust anything he says. I just, I don't trust anything that comes out of Avi Loeb's Galileo project if it can go that far off the rails. So I stopped listening. I'm doing a I'm, I've signed up to do a project right now that will, will get my complete membership in SCU. And that's because none of them are taking money from the government. And I have experience that you have heard about on this show and Benny Adams show that is relevant to the project I am working on but you, you you in other words if you if you can't trust what it is you're being asked to look at don't do it and I won't
3: we got 3 minutes to go before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour science bob is here for science bob and friends we're talking UFOs so do you believe then bob that the galileo project has been infiltrated if i could use that word by government officials who are controlling the shots of where this goes for Avi Loeb and the amount of information
4: that they will get. I have not been told this. The
0: greatest love story ever told. Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
1: This Friday. Romeo's ex, Rosalind.
2: So you're going to break them up? Of course I am.
1: The love story you know. Romeo and Juliet. Doesn't
2: even sound right.
1: The ex you don't.
2: We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch.
2: Blow me.
5: Caitlin Deaver is Rosalind, Rating PG-13. Only on Hulu Friday. Minwax knows that when your client wants something specific, you want to give it to them. So stop by Lowe's and get some Minwax. Limitless premium colors? Minwax has them. Professional results? Guaranteed. So you can give clients beautiful wood floors, cabinets, trim. I could keep going, but I'm out of time. Keep on finishing with Minwax, America's number one selling brand of interior stains and clears. Available at Lowe's. But
4: everything I see says it. Everything I see says it. You just cannot write a report like that in an hour. I'm sorry, Dave. Somebody told him what to say. That sucks.
3: Th- that that really sucks because he had the ability to be the one. We talked about it on this show a year ago that he had the he had the ability and the drive to be the, the voice of ufology, the anti-Neil DeGrasse Tyson, the anti-Seth Stoschak. And for me, the minute he added, and this isn't a, an offense to any of those gentlemen on, on the Galileo Project, but the minute that he added Seth Stoschak, Lou Elizondo, and Chris Mellon, I knew it was over.
4: Okay, so, let, so over. let me say, what what what, ha- what happened to TTSA when it's clear they weren't going to get money? So what's happening to Galileo when it's pretty clear they're not going to get their $100 million? (laughs) Follow the money, Dave. They're not getting the money, so they're shutting down.
3: Shout out in our audience to little Jimmy Goodall. I love
4: me some Jim Goodall.
3: The godfather of aviation history. Right and there.
4: and submarine history. People yes. don't know about his submarine books. You got to get your head out of your dairy air and go buy Jim Goodall's books. Oh yeah, we love
3: Jim Goodall around here. You know, he's he's like I, I don't know how old he is. I think he's you know at least you know a hundred and forty two, a hundred forty three.
4: No, 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 no. Isn't he? Isn't it, he? Isn't he Methuselah's younger brother?
3: Well, something like that. But one thing I know about Jim Goodall is he drives faster than his age. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing I know about Jim Goodall. He drives his Corvette faster than his age. And we love Don't him. Don't go
4: up the alien highway with him in that Corvette.
3: Uh, we love him for it. We love Jim Goodall around here. Mm-hmm. What a legend. Absolute legend in this field. And I know he's laughing uh, while hearing that, too. Uh, he's he pretty- loves he
4: loves the way we bust his chops. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Bob, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because when we come back from the break, you were recently in New York City for, for a a very special conference that included Gary Dolan, a number of experiencers. And we're going to get into that when we return. On Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. Science Bob and friends on the Mighty SOR continues right after this. God, I love Jim Goodall. Look at him. Submarines are stealth, deadly, and black, and I'm 77. And I've been to 140 plus miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God oh, bless geez. him! God bless you, you Jim. It. Jim Goodall, you, it. you are, you are, you're bloody legendary. You are absolutely legendary, and man, we love you around here. We really do. He's probably blushing right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben Jenkins. Welcome to our chat room for the first time, man. Good to have you here. Good to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Watch the music, Bob. I don't want to get nailed for uh, copyright
4: infringement. No, no, that's from TikTok. I didn't mean to send it to you. Ah.
3: Oh, there's lovely Linda Thompson.
4: Yes, I'm sending you stuff on Messenger that you can put up. That's my picture. I'm sitting with Linda. I'll send you the picture of me and Linda Thompson, not the TikTok video. Sorry. Yes, perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Linda, for the super chat
3: along with little Timmy Senor, Pam Smith, and Christian Very much appreciate the love and support, everyone. Very much appreciate it. Um, So
4: so that's Linda Thompson with me sitting in the front row. And I took the picture of Gary Nolan, and that's EXO in the picture. So those are the last two major talks that I personally cared about. uh And we interacted with Gary Nolan, and he took audience questions. And I have some interesting ones to ask him. And I interacted with Gary for about an hour during the 1 o'clock till 7 o'clock conference.
3: Wow, look look at lovely Linda Thompson. she got her glasses going, beautiful frames, ready to, you know, study the crap out of this. I get it. I know. Love, Linda.
4: Yep, so, you know, you can put up whatever one of those you want to so we can talk about them. Oh, yeah, we'll put it on up.
3: Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate that super chat, man.
4: And EXO had a great talk, too, so it was all interesting.
3: Now, apparently they're doing another one in December.
4: Yes, and this time, uh, the, the, it's clear the big names in uh, the media are featured. It's Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Kane and uh, on and on. Uh, Diana Pasolka is uh, purported to be coming. And what can I say? It's just interesting.
3: All right, we've got about a minute and a half here. Back to the gym tomorrow morning for me, Bob.
4: All right. Yeah, Lala and I and uh, our young guy here, we're about to head off to the gym starting next week. He can go because he's finally old enough. Excellent.
3: One minute. two oh nine watching you Bob
4: That's a that's a good audience
3: mm hmm so far so good wow
4: no um, there'll be thousands that hear it by the time we're done
3: mm hmm and uh Joe with the the message of the night so far Bob has Lala I have Lola <laughs> here we go Bob three seconds We go the second half hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Pooh's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob and Friends continues. Dr. Bob McGuire. and We're going to head over to New York City where Bob recently attended a UFO conference out in New York City that included the likes of Gary Nolan. Bob, what happened over there? What was the event all about?
4: So it was just a bringing together of uh, people who were scientists or experiencers. Uh, I guess I was the closest thing you would call to military intelligence, and I'm retired and no longer in the business. Uh, and of course, you know, and others there know that I'm an experiencer. Uh, I um, is my my most recent sh- strange experiences are all in the presence of Lala Bright, uh, where. Um, We were sitting out right right through this window, right there through that window uh, with the little black telescope that we had. And I'm sitting by this black telescope and these orbs are flying all around me. Uh, And uh, she and I and a friend, Michelle Lobigan, who's in the audience tonight, we went out to a place here in Maryland and they got some strange anomalies in the sky, which were captured on film. And um, what can I say? All that happened was Lala closed her mind and said, I'd like to closed her eyes and said to them, I sure would like for you to visit and show me something. And there were seven pictures taken with a camera that can register stars at night Uh, is a decent one. And six out of the pictures had had uh, stars in them. And the seventh of the pictures had something strange in it. And a week later, a woman from Michigan sent us a a copy of her picture, which was very similar to the one that that Lala uh, was able to get produced with her friend Michelle. And uh, it had an entity in it. And I'm just telling you, Dave, uh, so it's clear that I'm going to New York because I'm an experiencer, not because I'm military. Or intelligence. So it had a bunch of experiences, including Linda Thompson, who's a well-known experiencer and an investigator uh, into the ufology. She's definitely an experiencer, uh, has uh, missing time events and so forth, which she's told people, so I'm not telling about anything they don't know. And Gary Nolan, he said that he's had anomalous experiences that he sure wishes he could explain. And I think this is Bob's opinion. Gary Nolan founded a bunch of companies between the discovery, uh, I'm sorry, between the mapping of the human genome and the discovery of CRISPR-Cas9, which is how scientists and doctors are going to be able to manipulate the chromosomes inside of humans to do whatever it is they can figure out they can do. And between mapping of the human genetic system and modifying that genetic system in any way you want, Gary Nolan produced at least 10 crucial pieces of science and technology that make all of that possible. And he exited all those companies. He is so well off that he funds his own laboratory at Stanford. I uh, mean, so okay. the, the, the thing, the thing was full of experiencers and, uh, uh what's his name, Alan, what's his name? And Angeli was there. And you remember Alan, what's his name? Who was, Alan Steinfeld? Uh, Alan Steinfeld was there and uh, sitting with uh, Anjali in the back. She was quiet, but she was there. And uh, Alan was at the day uh, with uh, Anjali when she introduced herself to the world in front of the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, the place was full of experiencers and big thinkers about experiencers. Darren, uh, Exo Academian, uh, is an experiencer and also a big thinker, and he gave a really interesting talk about – uh, the nature of our consciousness and the, the flow of stuff in and out of our consciousness from who knows where. And uh, he is right there. He's been read by Lala and just, you know, it's just this, the, the, the audience was full of interesting people who have something to say about the phenomena, including Jay J. Uh, J uh, King, Jay King and I are long-term friends from the Richard Dolan era, and Jay and James Ian Doley uh, put this conference together with others, and uh, it just really went well, and they're going to have to have a much bigger venue next in December. So they have already know that the venue they had is not big enough or good enough, so it's going to get bigger and, unfortunately, more expensive.
3: Well, it will. And the tickets will go up in price too, you know, but you know what? The one thing about it is the experiencer process and, and the fact that we're focusing in on the experiencers. You mentioned that Gary Nolan had found some, some very interesting attributes that were coalescing through a number
4: of people. What were those? Okay. So uh, Gary Nolan with Kit Green and others, and look, I'm not telling you anything that, 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 Uh, Gary did not say on the stage while he was holding that microphone. Put his picture up, please, Dave, of where I took this picture of Gary Nolan sitting on the stage, and you can see that in the background, it says an inquiry into anomalous experience and the phenomenon. So Gary sat right there in that chair and told us of the work he did with Kit Green and others. And what happens is the following. They discovered a common feature among experiencers is there are two parts of the brain. One is called the caudate and one is called the putamen. And they are larger in experiencers than in others. Now, large, which you can be large and not be an experiencer, but the thing that the experiencers have in common is that there's this large set of interconnections, nerve cell interconnections, between the caudate and the putamen in the brain of experiencers. And Gary Nolan said, well, wink, wink, me and everyone in my family has this caudate putamen enhancement. And I piped up and said, well, Gary, uh, tell us about O negative. And he pointed at himself and shook his head upside down. And Lala is O negative. I'm telling you, this stuff is just really kind of coming out. And I don't claim we know what it means but sci- serious scientists are finding out that it actually means something. Right.
3: So you do believe that the blood type does have something to do with ETs being taken? Because I know the common one has always been uh, type O negative. Yep. And, so so and, 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 and no, and Nolan R- Lala and
4: Lala and, and Linda, they're, they're type O negative. So I'm something different because I'm A, B. Uh, but this has something to do with it. And a commonly O-negative experiencers that have a partner here, the partner is AB. I'm just telling you, there's, there's something weird about all of this, Dave. And I don't claim to know what it is, but I claim a bunch of these scientists know that it's true. And Kit Green and Gary Nolan and others have worked on this. And re- within the past several months, Gary Nolan put up a tweet on... Uh, 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 that said the following. I know that the government has experimented with hiding data inside the genetic codes of living beings. And he wanted someone who had worked on that to get in contact with him. And I thought for a while, I had really upset him. And the reason I say that is, I guessed in public why he would want to know how to hide digital data inside the human genome. So what, what, what am I getting at? Gary Nolan believes in the interaction of the phenomenon with the human body because he and Kit Green and others have done these measurements of things that have been done to people uh, by the phenomenon. Including exposure to radiation and all this other stuff, and Gary Nolan got ex- so I introduced Gary Nolan to Chris Bledsoe. I just have so much to tell you, Dave. It's hard to keep it all straight, but let me keep going where I was going, or I'm going to lose track. Okay, so yeah. Gary put up Gary put up this tweet. It says, "I want to know about the he- embedding of digital data inside the human genome by CRISPR-Cas9." And I meet my mind immediately leapt to. Here's what's going on. Gary Nolan believes the phenomenon is manipulating the genetic code of living humans. And once they manipulate the genetic code of living humans, they can begin to grow these interconnections between the caudate and putamen because they've had genetic manipulation done to them. And all of a sudden, uh, a phenomenon comes along and grabs you up and decides you're interesting. You have some intelligence or some ability. They do this thing to you that suddenly grows this a butaman interconnection, and boom, you're now an, a, an experiencer. You have uh, powers that you didn't have before. And so, but the common feature. Amongst the intelligencers, the intelligent, the experiencers who have these caudate putamen enhancements, is they are extremely intelligent. Whether they are well known or not, they're intelligent and have a, have capabilities. And suddenly, they've been enhanced by something that makes them a full fledged experiencer. And I'm not telling you anything Gary Nolan hasn't said out loud. This is stuff he said out loud, and and I just have this ability to sit on the sidelines and listen to the things these people say and realize what it is they're saying. And Nolan and all these people he's working with, they are actively looking at materials to find out um, what's going on with these materials. And I can tell you that Gary Nolan got told that there's a piece of metal, uh, a metal sphere that uh, has been found. And it has anomalous properties. And they're asking Gary, to will will he help them in an analysis of of these anomalous properties of this metal sphere? That's number one. Uh, I I put Gary Nolan in touch with Christopher Bledsoe. And it was clear the minute I shut up and sat back and watched that the two of them were interacting. And Gary Nolan went right to an anomaly in that Chris Bledsoe. When he had his experience, he had Crohn's disease. He was cured of Crohn's disease when he thought it was going to end his life by the phenomenon. But as a result of the radiation and other things he got exposed to, the Crohn's was cured, but he got rheumatoid arthritis. And he went from zero rheumatoid arthritis to rheumatoid arthritis. And then he later kind of interacted with his phenomenon And said, Look, I can't live with this rheumatoid arthritis. If you want me to tell a story, you gotta help me. And I will do whatever you want, but you have to help me. And so. The greatest love
0: story ever told Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
1: This Friday. Romeo's ex, Rosalind. So you're gonna break them up? Of course I am. The love story you know. Romeo and Juliet. It doesn't even sound right. The ex you don't.
2: We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch. Blow me. Caitlin
6: Deaver is Rosalind. Rating PT 13. Only on Hulu Friday. Hey, Ceasefire Country, circle up. Inflation has hit us hard, so here's what we're going to do. We're giving you 12 months of free service on any new line. Together, we're fighting back with our best deal in wireless history. We call it Inflation Retaliation. Get your wireless plan free for 12 months with any new line activation. Because in Ceasefire Country, we look after our own. It requires a new line activation and 36 month service obligation. Early termination fee applies. See ceasefire.com for details
4: his rheumatoid factor began to fall. He is not completely cured of the rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis, but it stopped progressing. He still has pain in his hands, but rheumatoid arthritis is a one-way street in all normal human beings. And you could tell that Gary Nolan was shocked at the things Chris Bledsoe was telling him. I'm telling you, Dave, this was one of the most impactful overall experiences of my life, going and listening to the talks and listening with my ears to what was being said from all these experiencers who had gathered in a room. And people, if you want to know what's going on with the phenomenon, I'm going to tell you, listen to experiencers. And let me tell you this. Why do you think no one in the UAP task forces or the Congress or et cetera are are talking about experiencers? They're acting like they don't exist. They won't even mention the word. Now, why would that be? Because they know that all of the answers are in the experiencers, and they don't want to point out to others that they know that the answers is the experiencers. So they act like they don't exist, so they can have the experiencers and what they gather from them all to themselves. This is you've got to learn how to sift the tea leaves, Dave. The the UAP folks who are working for the government care only about experiences so they won't mention them at all. They'll distract you with flying saucers while they will look at what's going on with experiencers. Just how it is, Dave, you got to pay attention to catch on. Science Bob is here for Science Bob and
3: Friends. And I agree with you, Bob. There is a cover-up regarding that, and I think wholeheartedly, the experiencers, they have the downloads. They have the communication. They have the understanding. It may have to come out during some sort of mental intervention but the experiencers are are definitely where the answers lie where science cannot cover or understand what is going on it's not so much about nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts are still very much in play but how much are they in solving the mystery
4: okay dave let me let me say this i have downloads i've had them since i was young and what it happens to me is I will suddenly understand an answer to a question that I might not have even asked myself earlier, but suddenly I have an answer. So this was going on in my conscious mind since 1972, when I went to a university, I'm not going to tell you the old stuff. I want to tell you the new stuff. So as I got near the end of my career at Virginia Tech, I said to whatever it was giving me these, these answers, if you don't want me to make money, don't give me any more. Don't tell me anymore. I want to make some money so I can retire. And I had two ideas that just suddenly one day went into my head. The United States government had blocked the entirety of a band of frequencies that was being proposed to be used for cell phone companies to allow them to have more capacity. So you could have fast internet wherever you went. And this was a new band that they needed because the amount of bandwidth you have available determines the amount of information you can transfer from point A to point B. So uh, the government had proposed that the spectrum be shared with the active military. Because the active military doesn't use the spectrum that much. But when the active military needs it, the, the cell phone towers can't be there. So I went, hmm, I will have an idea. I can just stick my little rubber ducky up in the air, my little coat hanger antenna, and I can listen for the radar. And if I hear the radar, I'll tell the cell tower to turn off and all of that stuff will go away and nobody will interfere with the radar. Dave, I literally said, in a patent, turn off the cell tower and the interferers go away because the cell phones won't stay around on a band where there's no cell tower. And so immediately the band clears. This takes less than five minutes to clear a band as soon as I hear the radar. And I hear the radar from over the horizon. So now there's a massive new market being put together by Federated Wireless and a bunch of other people that are now going to have, it's going to be a bit, and every single one of your modern cell phones has what I and others in and around this shared spectrum stuff invented and put into practice inside your cell phone, Dave. And uh, I got it from a download. That's number one. Number two, one day I was working on a project and it was, Uh, an unacknowledged special access program. So I'm not going to tell you who it was, what it was for, et cetera, except I got to thinking about satellites and their capabilities. And once I heard the thought about the satellite and its capabilities, I realized that I could take three satellites and do something that the billion dollar spacecraft in the intelligence community could not do. And I could do it For with some brains and some modern technology and three spacecraft that are small as a uh, ice chest. These satellites are smaller than ice chests and I need three of them. And I can locate any signal on the earth over a very large frequency range in a few seconds. So if a bad guy comes on and uses his transmitter, I can find their location and point the good guys to them in a few minutes. And I had that in a download while I was in a meeting. So I took it off and it took me three years, Dave, to find the money. And to tell you the bottom line, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency gave Hawkeye 360 a half billion dollar contract to understand how to interact with these spacecraft. And the National Reconnaissance Office just gave Hawkeye 360 a huge contract to integrate Hawkeye 360 systems into the geospatial intelligence radio system that the National Reconnaissance Office operates for the United States. Both of these multi-billion dollar ideas, Dave, that I got in downloads.
3: Incredible. Incredible. I don't even know where to go with that.
4: Don't even know where to go with that. I don't either because I don't know where they come from. All I know is they come in my mind and sometimes I don't even know how to do them. But what I'm really good at, Dave, is I can understand technical work and interact with those who are doing technical work. And I always seem to be able to find the people who will come and work with me so they can put together the things that I don't even understand, but I know will work when we get done.
3: (laughs) We got three minutes to go here before we have to go to break here at the top of the hour. Science Bob, Dr. Bob McGuire, formerly of Virginia Tech University, is with us tonight. We have another Dr. Robert in the chat room here, uh, Dr. Robert Steers, who says, I am a fellowship board certified Neuroradiologist, and would love to do a blinded evaluation of the brain, caudate, basal ganglia, brain MRI findings of the experiences.
4: How would that work, Bob? Who do a positron emission tomography scan, uh, or something like that? They would inject, they would inject um, stuff into your blood, like they do with a lot of uh, medical sensing, and they would turn on an imager, and it would map where the stuff went. And so uh, when you do a PET scan, it's looking for positronic emissions from inside the atoms in an area to see that they're very active. And that's how it works. I mean, it's pretty straight. Look, I know I'm using buzzwords and technical words, but believe you me, if you know about medical scanners when you go to the hospital, you can take a medical scanner that's, a, that's, that's particularly aimed at the brain that you already know about from the uh, uh, medical centers and use that on the brain of an experiencer and see these structures inside the brain. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I would actually like
3: to see that happen to me.
4: Yeah, um, you and me both. It hasn't been done to me either. Well,
3: let's go see Dr. Steers here, Dr. Robert in the chat room. Get him to, you know, put some pigmentation in there and and uh, study the old brain and whether or not we're taking the red pill or the blue pill or the woo pill. One of the three, it is going to work, you know. So Dr. Uh, Science Bob and Dr. Robert getting together <laughs> to do this. on the, Hey, we'll, we'll just do it live on the YouTube channel. What the hell? We'll do it, We'll do it right there, Bob. you know, regarding the this the study of experiencers, and we're finally starting to get some results regarding this, do you think more scientists outside of Rice University and outside of Dr. Gary Nolan at Stanford are actually going to start picking up more of this type of uh, data? We got one
4: minute the The Archive of the Impossible at Rice University is going to be one of the major centers of all sorts of data so that we can begin to understand consciousness and the impact of anatomical features and genetic manipulation on the physicality of experiencers is what's being done by Gary Nola. So between, between, uh, uh, the religious professor, Jeffrey Kripal, and 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 all the massive collection of archives now being put at the Archive of the Impossible under the control of Dr. Kripal, uh is all about consciousness. And Gary Nolan is the instrumentalities and the physicality of being an experiencer inside the human body. So between the two of them, we're going to get answers. All right. I love it. I love it. Science Bob, I'm going to get
3: you to hold on right there. We're going to go to break here at the top of the hour. We got Science Bob, Dr. Bob McGuire here for one more hour talking all things scientific. When we come back, we're going to get into what's the driving force behind this cover up of UFOs and is ufology buying it? Next on Spaced Out Radio with Science Bob. That was a strong hour, Science Bob.
4: I can't even believe it's an hour's gone.
3: All right. Uh, I'm going to put you in the green room. Where do you want to hang out with the chat? Because I'm going to step away. Uh, I'm,
4: I just, just put me in the green room, and I am going to be on chat. All right. We'll be right back, guys. We will be
3: right back. All right. You're not going to be able to communicate with them in the green room, though, Bob. You're going to have to type okay. them out. You're okay with that? Okay, there we go. Be right back. Got about a minute, Science Bob. I just Yikes. had to get
4: grumpy with one member of the audience, so uh, I'm I'm calmed down now.
3: <laughs> All right, uh, Spicy Cat. Hello, long time no see. Uh, little Terry Hall. Nice to have you here. Gong Show. Thanks for coming on in. Kurt M. Nice to see you, bud. <clears throat> All right. Uh, big thank you tonight to Christian, Pam Smith, Tim, Linda, Jeremy, Bob, Matt, Christina, and Obi for the Super Chats. Very much appreciated. Hey, Mark, May 8th, 19th to 21st, 2023, on your calendars, we are going back to Las Vegas to the Golden Nugget for the SOR fan party. We want all of you there. Hi, sensational Sherry. Nice to see you. And here we go, everyone.
6: You're listening to
3: Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook's Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for tuning us on in wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. We want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America. Digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, at KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davy the favor hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Taffophobia. Taffophobia is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poos, Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob is back for Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire joins us the second week of every month to talk about the who, what, where, when, why, and how of everything that falls under the paranormal, supernatural, or ufological banner. We're getting it really into UFOs tonight with Bob, and Science Bob, welcome back And we're going to get into the driving force behind this current UFO cover-up. We saw the United States Navy about a month ago now, all of a sudden say, that's it, we're done. We are no longer talking UFOs. You're not going to get any more videos. Those days are done, and don't ask us for it. Congress, don't ask us for it. We're the bosses here. We're not doing it anymore. We're not playing the UFO game.
4: Well, I can tell you right now, they have getting their comeuppance because we, the people who elect members of Congress, are telling them through our congressional representatives, F you, you're going to do what we tell you to do. And so what's going on in the National Defense Authorization Act and the Intelligence Community Funding Act, uh, Budget Act for 2020, fiscal year 2023, which began October 1st of 2022, There are rules being implemented and the the language is decided and it will be put into the final bills and they will be passed by the House and the Senate on a completely bipartisan basis. This is the only truly bipartisan issue inside the United States Congress is UFOs and UAPs and USOs and and transmedium vehicles, et cetera. And it will go to the president of the United States desk and he will sign it. And here's what will happen. I don't they give a damn what the Navy says. The, the, the civilians inside the United States government, the ones who vote on their funding and the ones who are commanders in chief, they tell them what to do and their job is to say aye, aye, sir, or resign. They will not be allowed to say we are not telling you. And here's how it will be implemented. These bills are going to make it possible for any individual who has worked inside the government on an unacknowledged special access program dealing with crash retrievals, alien bodies, or whatever.
0: The greatest love story ever told Romeo, Sweet Juliet, was missing a chapter. Mine.
1: This Friday. Romeo's ex, Rosalind. So you're going to break them up?
2: Of course I am.
1: The love story you know. Romeo and Juliet.
2: doesn't even sound right.
1: The ex you don't.
2: We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch. Blow me. Caitlin Deaver is
6: Rosalind. Rating PG-13. Only on Hulu Friday. Hey, ceasefire Spire Country. Circle up. Inflation has hit us hard. So here's what we're going to do. We're giving you 12 months of free service on any new line. Together, we're fighting back with our best deal in wireless history. We call it inflation retaliation. Get your wireless plan free for 12 months with any new line activation. Because in Ceasefire Spire Country, we look after our own requires new line activation and 36 month service obligation, early termination Ply CCspire.com for details
4: to open up and tell everything without any bad thing happening to them. And if you happen to talk about UFOs out in the open like somebody we know, who might be science Bob, and you are persecuted for it, you get you get to have you get to have your day in court. And I won't say what all that means, but what it means to me is, Though my security clearance was blocked and disappeared because it timed out, it will likely be reinstated and I will have a security clearance again, even though I don't really care about it. But what they did do was deny me access to jobs that would pay me so much money. People don't even understand how much money I could make if I had the security clearance and went and worked on projects. I got a job offer for half million dollars a year two weeks ago, Dave. And just that's just one, just one job working from home, Dave. And the first thing they ask is, what about your security clearance? And I go, oh, well, it expired in May of 2022 because i has been inactive since May. Of- oh, you've been inactive for two years? Oh, well, never mind. You, so you get the idea, Dave. So these bills that are going through Congress are going to tell the Navy to go pound tar. They're going to tell whoever's behind the cover up that, uh oh, we're making it possible for all the people you stomped on to come out and tell the secrets that, that you have not wanted them to tell. And disclosure will become a tidal wave. Dave, it's going to become a tidal wave. The Congress of the United States signed by the executive branch into law is about to blow the door open on Actual, real data for the first time since the Roswell crash. And nothing the Navy or the Air Force or or CIA or anyone else tries to do will keep it from coming out because the people who are involved can talk freely.
3: Okay. I can understand with what you're saying, and and I'm hoping it's, it's that positive. Here's the thing, though. For the last 50-plus years, we have lived in a military-industrial complex where the military calls the shots, and what they want public doesn't nece- or private usually stays private. How do we know that anything or any new videos that come out are going to be released to the public? The Navy says we're getting no more. They have a lot of pull, Bob.
4: They do, but they cannot override the civilians that order them to do things. Because that's the nature of the United States government. The military is controlled by the civilian government. They can kiss my butt. They're going to do what they're told.
3: Okay. I understand that. I, I do. And and I want to believe it. I truly do, Bob. Okay. The issue that I have is this. They can go and give Congress or the senators anything that they want under wraps under the fact that, that they don't turn it over to the public, that they don't turn it over to the media
4: to show. And then we're all screwed again. No, no, no. Uh, Look, the, 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 the military will not control who gets to see what the Congress that demands it and subpoenas it will control who gets to see what now. They've made mistakes, Dave, in the past, and I just will go over my own personal experience because I know it best since I lived it. I saw a UFO as large as the ship I was on in 2008. I heard a USO flying faster than the speed of sound and air at a depth so deep, traveling past us at a speed that I can't even say it's classified in a submarine. And it was moving faster than the speed of sound in air underneath the water, Dave. So how how am I able to sit here and tell you things that happened in the Navy that that, that won't get me in trouble? Well, Dave, I tried to report it. I tried to tell people it happened. I tried to say, look, don't, don't you care about this? Don't you want me to, to, to tell you what it is? Don't you want to restrict what it is I can say and come and talk to me? Nobody even bothered Dave. So let me tell you what my data and my talk about it, etc., is. I own it. It hasn't been classified. It's mine. I can talk to it about whoever I want to because it's unclassified, Dave. There are no restrictions when no one has told me to restrict it. It's not classified when no one has classified it. So people like me are going to come out and talk. They've seen things that they wanted to report, but nobody told them to be quiet. So the floodgate will open on people like me. And I'm out here explaining this and setting an example, Dave, of how this disclosure will happen from people like me.
3: Uh, YJ Overlander makes a comment here. He goes, sorry, Bob, that wasn't a USO. It was Dave swimming really fast after seeing
4: Megalodon. No, you were moving faster than the speed of light underwater, Dave.
3: Oh, if I saw Megalodon, that definitely would happen. Definitely would happen. Bob, I understand, and, and I think we all hear the passion in your voice with everything right now. The concern that I have is this. The last time we had congressional hearings earlier this year, they were a joke. They were, yeah, they, were,
4: they, were, they, were, they were so 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 what happened after that what happened after that dave a an upstart congressman brought up a stack of papers and the stack of papers he said please read this into the congressional record and they were the oak shannon notes and the wilson docs and he turned over to the official government Uh, people that are looking into what the Navy and the Air Force and everybody else is lying about and not telling us about. And he says, here, here is, here is the people you should call and ask. So they will call all the people that are on the Oak Shannon document, like John Alexander, et cetera, and they will put them under oath in front of the Congress where they cannot lie or they're going to friggin' prison. Okay, so uh, the Wilson documents and the Oak Shannon notes which underlie them are the roadmap for disclosure. It tells the things in the Oak Shannon notes that these people were really about. Go look at Grant Cameron's list of the Oak Shannon notes and my conclusions based on reading them with Grant Cameron and Nicole Sackage on the air. And I will go write some more so people can get it. Inside the group, meeting notes, the group that John Alexander called together at Los Alamos National Labs, they talk about learning how to use this technology, Dave, to take over the world. Go read it. And we even know who was in charge, Dave. Bobby Ray Inman who was former director of CIA, former director of NSA, was the head of MJ-12, and it says so in the Oak Shannon notes, and it says where he was when he was doing it, And, and I know where he was. He was at MCC in Austin, Texas, where friends that I know that went to work there told me it was more compartmented and segmented than the United States government was when they left. Bobby Ray Inman was the head of m j twelve when the Oak Shannon notes were being done? Go read them, Dave
3: Let's get to some audience questions here. They are building up all right let's start off with raz here seventy five plus years of misinformation disinformation. add another twenty plus years to that please science Bob, please give us hope
4: look, go watch the news go go look at relevant YouTube channels where you think that they are honest and they're not controlled by the government. And you're going to see an explosion in videos and other coverage of, you, of unidentified aerial phenomenon. And you're going to look at them and go, this is not CGI. This is not all fake. And the thing you want to do is, can grandma out there with her cell phone Actually, do CGI and make these things? No. Some 85 year old grandma with her iPhone can't do CGI and make these things going, doing non ballistic motion in the air. And it's happening in an avalanche, Dave. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an exploit. They cannot cover up what any grandma with a cell phone can take a video of. It just won't work, Dave. We are here. Technology and the, the dying off of those who controlled it, which was used to be the Collins elite, that was taken over by the family, which you can go see the deal on the family on Netflix. They controlled all of this through the Air Force and Battelle and all these religious fanatics and so forth. And Oak Shannon was one of these religious fanatics. So I'm just telling you, it's just... If you follow all the tea leaves, you can see what's happening. The people who controlled everybody through religious fervor, they're dying off and they're losing control. And so there's rebellion. And the rebellion is being caused by the fact that there's so much UAP activity that there's no way to cover it up. And it's happening at an exponentially growing rate all over the world. It is impossible to keep it covered up anymore, Dave. It's impossible.
3: Steam train mark in Australia is asking, how significant, Science Bob, is the deal with the NRO and Sky 360?
4: So, look, in case you're not aware, I started uh, UAPTN, and that turned into Sky Hub, and that turned into Sky 360. And the same kind of ideas which is take these little sensors and glue them all together and spread them all around the world that i done with Hawkeye and Federated Wireless and others are the same set of ideas that went from UAPTN to Skyhub to Sky360. But now we have a good team with Sky360. And the fact that Sky360 is now actively, automatically capturing UAPs over Europe, that NRO wants access to all that data so they can feed it to the intelligence gathering systems for the military and the the executive branches so that we can write intelligence reports it is a huge deal dave that work i began in uaptn where i met you dave out in san francisco and we talked about it became sky hub and now it's sky 360 and it's uaptn sky hub sky 360 and guess who's all the way back at the beginning of all of them dave Science, Science Bob. Bob. yes. Bob. I'm telling you, it is significant. And I started it. That's just the way it is. Let's go to Raz. A
3: gland-regulating psychic potential gets unblocked from experiencing the phenomena, Bob?
4: Yes. Look, everything about us is how the microtubules inside of our neurons interact with quantum fields all around them, and communicate. Our brains, with the microtubules inside of our neurons, are like antennae, and these antennae interact with the quantum fields of the universe. How do we know this? Roger Penrose, who is one of the greatest scientists who has ever been born, told us in the book The Emperor's New Brain that consciousness had to be captured inside the quantum fields inside of the brain. And Stuart Hameroff came and told Roger, he says, Roger, I love your book, The Emperor's New Mind, and the concepts it does, especially the part about where you say consciousness cannot be done by a computer. There will never be a computer that has a conscious brain. And it's an extremely complicated mathematical argument based on Gödel's incompleteness theorem. Well, I'm not going to go over all this day, but I'm telling you, Penrose is right. Consciousness cannot be emulated, Okay, cannot be done on a computer. But that's because there, there are things it just can't do. For example, I'll give you an example. How do you compute understanding? Tell me how to compute understanding. You can't even write down a computer program to say what understanding means, Dave. You cannot have a computer give you understanding. And so given Girdle and all the other stuff that Roger Penrose and Stuart Hameroff have done is they've explained that consciousness will never reside on a computer. All right. So you've got to have something like a brain with uh, the set of antenna you need to interact with quantum fields. And this is the reason Isaac Asimov and his robot novels was a bloody genius in the 1950s because he invented in his head the positronic brain. And the positronic brain, guess what positrons are? Their quantum electrodynamic features and the interaction of the positronic brain with the quantum fields of the universe will, have, will allow it to have consciousness, Dave. This, I'm just telling you, there have some, been some great minds in science. And some of them g- went from great minds like biochemist Isaac Asimov, began to write science fiction, and he figured out how it was going to go. And then Roger Penrose, one of the greatest mathematicians and physicists ever, have said, okay, consciousness cannot be on a computer. And so the positronic brain is not a computer. It's a it's a, micro, it's a thing that interacts with quantum fields, whatever the consciousness field is. And just on and on and on, Dave. We're going to figure this out. It's going to take years and years, and I'll be dead before we figure it out. But I see the handwriting on the wall. And I'm telling you the names of the people who have begun the journey they are going to get us there.
3: Science Bob and friends, we've got about three minutes before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour. A couple questions from Dr. Robert. Is the condate and lentiform nucleus enlargement from brain MRI studies or autopsy findings? Are these findings?
4: Brain MRI, brain MRI studies done by Kit Green and Dr. Gary Nolan. On they the, are not autopsies. These are on living people. Are these findings statistically significant? They are extremely statistically significant. Every experiencer they they interacted with has these features. That's 100% significance. All right, Robert, then uh, germ cell or somatic genetic change? So I believe it's epigenetic. So in other words, we don't want to change your genome, but we want g- genes that we don't quite understand what they're doing turned on. So you change the behavior of the genetic uh, structures by some epigenetic thing that goes on. And so I think Gary Nolan is out there manipulating junk DNA inside of the human cr- uh, human genome so that we can produce the called apitomine structures. I'm just telling you what I think. I think it's epigenetic, not genetic, somatic genetic change. So it's epigenetic things happening inside the human genome. And out of that, we get enhanced abilities. All right. Let's see if we can sneak in one more. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Let me keep going. It's easier to do and will have a bigger impact if you're down at the cells that come together to make a fetus. That's the earliest possible place to intervene and will have the biggest impact. Because from day zero, the brain will grow with these structures. So if you have to do it, you are relying on neuroplasticity in the brain. So no one thinks that an infant brain is less neuroplastic than a human brain or an adult human brain will never be as plastic as an infant brain. Okay, so it's, in other words, we're going to be able to enhance the abilities of those who who are adults already, but we will never be able to get a super psi person except by starting when they're an infant.
3: All right, let's see if we can sneak in one more. Alex Kuhn. How can you tell the difference between authentic channeling and voice to skull manipulation?
4: That is an excellent question. So in my interactions with Lala Bright, what I do is listen to the things she says and look for things that she is telling me that no one else, but me knows or she can't know and I can go check. So if you get that kind of information from authentic channeler, that's how you do it. You want to find things that channeler is telling you that they can't know, that you know. You want to find things the channeler is telling you that you don't know, they don't know, but you can go find out. And if you do that, logically, you're zeroed on, they're real. And I'll tell you how I did, how I first did this. Lala told me she wanted to read my dead mother. My mother had died and I was missing her. So she interacted with my mother's deceased consciousness and told me five or 10 things that only my mother and I knew. On and my that, mother on that note science
3: bob I got to cut you off right there. Science Bob and friends continues with the UFO talk, the government talk, the science talk, everything unidentified tonight. Space Out radio continues. Right after this. There you go. There's science, Bob. We are clear.
4: I wonder if the audience, I if the audience has any notion how much crap we packed into that half hour. Oh, it's, a, it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap to disclosure and a roadmap to the science behind discovering how consciousness works. I, 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 we we gave them the keys to the kingdom, Dave, and I hope one day everyone realizes it. Oh, there you go.
3: <clears throat> there you go. That's why you're science, Bob, around here.
4: And I do not going to stop until I'm done, and I mean on the other side. Or we have open openness. Don't blame you. Don't blame you.
3: Let me just uh, get some news.
4: Oh, my goodness. Jim is going to send me his books. Oh, yeah. I love Jim Goodall. I'm sending it right now, Jim.
3: That's little Jimmy Goodall to the rest of us. By the way, I'm going to put a shout-out out out there. If anybody in our audience has interest in joining our Spaced Out Radio team, Old Davey here is looking for help from a producer. We'll make you into a producer of Spaced Out Radio.
4: And I'll happily work with them to help them get into it, because between me helping them and you getting a real producer, it's going to be kicking
3: Got to be kicking. Got to be kicking, alive and kicking. We'll go over details if you have interest. If you have interest, email me at dave at spacedoutradio.com.
0: The greatest love story ever told. Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
3: This
1: Friday. Romeo's ex, Rosalind. So you're going to break them up? Of course I am. The love story you know. Romeo and Juliet. Doesn't even sound right. The ex you
2: don't. We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch. Blimey. Caitlin Deaver is Rosalind.
6: Rating PG-13. Only on Hulu Friday. Hey, ceasefire Spire Country. Circle up. Inflation has hit us hard. So here's what we're going to do. We're giving you 12 months of free service on any new line. Together, we're fighting back with our best deal in wireless history. We call it Inflation Retaliation. Get your wireless plan free for 12 months with any new line activation. Because in ceasefire Spire Country, we look after our own. Requires a new line activation and 36-month service obligation. Early termination fee applies. See cspire.com for details.
3: Put my email in here,
4: into the chat room right now. That, that, that and, that and look, I'm investing in Spaced Out Radio. Dave is going to be able to find the right kind of person he needs. And we're going to, we're going to make this work. Spaced Out Radio is about a handful of dollars and a handful of people away from exploding into as big as people like Jimmy church and Jimmy church has been helpful. Very helpful. We love Jimmy around here.
3: We Runa, I got your question. Uh, Bob, uh, people are asking, can you uh, finish off what you were saying about your mother that passed?
4: Yeah, I'll finish the whole thing. I'll start from the beginning. Cuz <coughs> it's how it's how Lala and I got together. Mhm. Changed my whole life. Everything about it. Do you have Swamp Dweller and all that stuff queued up? Oh yeah. Okay. Look, I'm going to need to quit it too. I really am exhausted.
3: Yeah, right at the top of the
4: hour. We're okay. Good. good. We're good there. We're yeah, good there. I, I've been I've been waking up at, I've been waking up when your show ends. <laughs> so I'm exhausted, dude. I'm running on energy drink, energy pills, and coffee, and I need to go to sleep. Oh, no worries. No worries, Science Bob. And I love my cousin, Linda Thompson.
3: Yes, thank you again, Linda, for that amazing super chat, along with Christina, Robert, Terry, Marty, Obi-Flett, and Christina again. Matt, Bob, Jeremy, Linda times two, Rex, Pam Smith, and Christian, Very much appreciate the super chat love tonight, guys. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So let's uh, uh, be thankful for all of you guys supporting us. Dennis Benke, how are you, man? Good to see you guys.
4: I already know the talk I'm going to give at the next inquiry into the phenomenon next year, in December. I'm going to give a talk and it's going to be the content of that last half hour. Why we're about to have a consciousness understood and why disclosure is inevitable and cannot be stopped.
3: I still believe it's a uh, more confirmation. That's just me. It just,
4: it just can't, it can't, it just can't work Dave. Real data is going to come out. Because people like me have real data, which is unclassified. Hold on, Bob. Here we go.
3: We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for letting us earn your listening ears. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do us the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bubblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at SpacedOutRadio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at SpacedOutRadio. Final time tonight, we say hello to Dr. Bob McGuire. He's here for Science Bob and Friends, which happens the second week of each month on this show, where we get into the who, what, where, when, why, and how of everything about the woo. Bob, welcome back. We're going to go right into audience questions here. If you don't mind. And we're going to start off with President
4: Zaddy. And- well, we, we wanted, I'm sorry, Dave, we wanted oh, yes. to finish the story. Yeah, finish your story. Okay. So let me, let me, let me start over. So last April, my mother passed. And Lala had, Bright had friended me on Facebook. And there was another one of these things where she was just felt like she was shoved towards, uh, Facebook friending me and saw that I was a scientist and that I had an open mind. So my mother was near death and she wrote me a private message, which said, look, I know this might seem weird, uh, but you seem like an open minded guy and a decent guy. And if, when, when your mother passes, uh, which she will in the next two weeks. And I went, okay, well, so uh, I'll see. I'll see. Cause I was skeptical. And two weeks later, my mother was dead. So had her funeral, came back and sent Flala a private message. says, look, you know, I'm curious. Uh, let's see what you can do. She said, send me a picture, as many pictures as you can of your mother. So I sent her pictures of my mother. And she got on the phone with me and be- we began interacting. And she began telling me things that my mother was telling her to tell me. And she told me, let's call it 10. She told me 10 things that no one could know except me and my mother because only she and I ever knew it happened. Okay, so maybe that's ESP. Maybe Lala's reading my mind. Okay, that says, okay, fine. And it was as if she was reading my mind because immediately after that, or my mother was, my mother told me let's call it 10 things because I can't remember how many, but let's call it 10 things that I did not know. There's no way Lala knew, but my mother knew and further my mother knew I could go to family and easily check whether or not what she was telling me was true. And I checked all of them. And so the 10 things that both of us knew were all right. The 10 things she told me to check that I didn't know, Lala didn't know, were all correct, according to relatives. And they even provided evidence that they were correct. All right, so that's that's 20 pieces of evidence that show conclusively Lala is channeling my mother. So then she says at the end of one of these sessions, she says, there's this little lady coming through. And I went, yeah. She says, yeah. She's about five foot two and has little curly brown hair. And I says, she says, I keep hearing something, a word. I don't understand. And I says, what's that? She says, the word is Tweety. And I go, Tweety? She says, yeah. And Dave, I broke down crying right there on the spot. I was just bawling my eyes out because I knew she was talking to me about my grandmother who just showed up. And my grandmother always called me Sweetie. And I could not say the word Sweetie, so I called her Tweety. And that became her name. Her grandma name was Tweety from then until the day she died. And she told me a few seconds later, oh, your grandmother. She says, she has a poodle in her arms. And I went, yeah, describe it. She described the poodle. And my grandmother was an AKC-registered poodle breeder. And the poodle she had on her arm was her favorite dog. I mean, Dave, how much more of this shit do you need before you realize this stuff is real and you've got to pay, pay attention to it. So she and I began interacting on and on. Soon we're starting a business and so forth and so on. And now we're together because that's the way things happen. It's just the weird led to the relationship. The relationship led to being together. Love
3: it. Romantic, very romantic. Let's get to some questions here, Bob. I hate to uh, rush out of that. I love that story, but I hate to rush out of that. Uh, Let's go to President Zaddy. Have you ever picked up an alien signal?
4: As a matter of fact, I have, but I'm going to tell you who's much more important than me in this regard. Go look at uh, Jimmy um, Blanchett. Blanchett. Jimmy Blanchett is emitting signals, and as a result, craft show up in front of his antennas and they emit signals that he can detect. So the answer is yes. And I am building Jimmy's system so I can do it on my own. And furthermore, Jimmy and I have agreed to write a paper together that we will present at SCU next year. So I'm building a duplicate of Jimmy's equipment. He has done some recent videos in which I think I've identified where some of these numbers are coming from. They're important to quantum field theory And Jimmy and I are just kind of mind melding. Now I've been really busy the last three or four weeks and I just haven't been able to do the interaction I wanted to do with Jimmy, but now things are clearing up and I will. So we're going to be, I'm going to duplicate his system so I can have my own, quote, radio CE5 events, and then I can record these signals. And then I'm going to do some scientific analysis on the signals he is receiving and why the frequencies and the relationships he's perceiving are, fact, telling us something about the nature of the universe. Jimmy Blanchett is very important. Do not ignore that name because it is important. And again, this is data coming from a citizen that no government can get in the way of just like uaptn SkyHub, and sky 360 is data that's coming from the public that no government can stop let's move we on. are disclosure we are disclosure dave yes confirmation
3: uh jeff here is asking the phenomena interacts with people of all walks of life but do you feel that it chooses some for interaction specifically because of how they pattern and associate?
4: I believe that's why they've chosen me, is that I have abilities to do these kinds of associations and pattern matching as a mathematician and scientist and engineer. And others are do different things. I mean, we are, a, we are an interesting species, Dave. And our collective consciousness is made up of all sorts of people. And uh, there you go.
3: All right. Let's go to Christina Gomez here, who is asking, Are you aware, Science Bob, and can maybe confirm that instances of genuine portals are seen visually to be perfectly spherical in shape and can move about?
4: Are we allowed to talk about Jessica?
3: Yes. Yes. Okay,
4: so Dave Dave has a weekend host, Jessica. And Jessica belongs to a Bigfoot group, which meets in Georgia. And I will not tell you where. I will not tell you what. I will not tell you when. You'll have to talk to Jessica and her group. But they have, on FLIR cameras, observed a portal opening in the middle of a meadow. And two members of the group walked into the portal They disappeared from the flare camera, and then they saw that they were no longer able to see any of their surroundings. They slowly backed out, came out of the portal, and backed up, and the portal disappeared. That portal was a cube. But that's all I'm going to say, because this is Jessica and her group story. It's not mine. We're just allowed to say that much about it. If you want more, go call Jessica.
3: Yeah, and Christina has interviewed them about the portal experience. You know, I mean, I think portals are all over the
4: place. I think- oh, so do I. I believe, I believe look, 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 look. If you, if you know anything about Bigfoot, you know that Bigfoot tracks are often seen where one side of the body leaves a track and the other leg doesn't leave any track. How is that possible? One leg's outside the portal, one leg's inside the portal, and they're walking along the edge of the portal. That's the only way such a thing can happen, Dave.
3: All right, let's move on to little Terry Hall, who is asking, Bob, are self-built research platforms by the public of value or true science?
4: Absolutely, they are, and here's why. the What I call the democratization of technology is happening so rapidly that Pretty soon, you won't care if the government has sensors or not, because the sensors done by the public are so capable, they replace the ones that the government are doing. And I did this with Hawkeye 360. I replaced billion-dollar sensors with $10 million ones, and they don't know how to compete. All right, same thing's true with the citizen science. The technology inside these citizen science platforms is so good now, it's unbelievable And its price has fallen by a factor of 1,000 in the last 10 years so that basically anybody of some means can afford it. And so all we need is a few thousand of these around the world, and suddenly we're recording data. And if we make sure that as the data is gathered, collected, and packaged, it's stamped in a way that nobody can tamper with or alter. And once you have all this data stamped, in a way that cannot be altered or tampered with without detection. You put it in a place where everybody can have access to it. So the public can have access to the data. You will know where it came from. You will know the instruments that did it because all of that metadata will be inside the data you're interested in. And you will be able to take all the science and do your own thing with it. And that's the way we work around government and tell them nothing.
3: All right, let's go to Runa Science Bob, do you recommend a protocol to enhance brain function?
4: I absolutely do. Right downstairs in, the, in my little room downstairs, I have a rug and a uh, cushion sitting in the middle of the rug. These are well known to anybody who does transcendental meditation or mindful meditation. If you do mindful meditation, it has already been proven by neuroscientists that you grow neural, new neural matter. And the way to enhance brain function is to do meditation. Period. End of story. There you go. Judy
3: wants to know Is all the chaos in the world sidelining some UFO exposure?
4: Absolutely. Right now, the thing that is, that's a great question, Judy. Right now, I believe we are not seeing as much disclosure as we would because the United States government is really worried that Putin's going to fire nuclear weapons at Ukraine. So that's all on stall. Because we can't have the news cycle cover both UFOs while Ukrainians are dying and Russians are firing nuclear weapons. Yes, the answer is yes, Judy. Good question. We have a great audience, Dave.
3: I like this question. Peppa H, very few people believe Bob Lazar or Travis Walton. Why would they believe Science Bob?
4: That's up to them. I'm telling you right now, Peppa H and Bob Lazar and Travis Walton – uh, listen, listen to what I say, what I do, and just believe or not. I don't tell you to believe. I tell you what I believe, and you decide whether or not I'm being truthful. I don't, I don't demand you believe me. I bl- I hope you listen. That's what it is.
3: Yeah, it's more listening for 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 knowledge and and for trying to you know look at this from a logical, scientific side.
4: As well. Dave, Dave has personal experience of those who know me coming to him and telling him we've gone inside and we've checked all this stuff out that Bob says and every word he has said we can prove. And Dave knows who I'm talking about, but we're not going to name him. Very true.
3: Very, very true. Let's go to Rhonda here. Rhonda's asking, what do you think of people with blood type RH negative, Bob? You got into Lala, this a little bit earlier. Lala
4: and Gary um, Nolan and other people, guess what? And 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 Linda Thompson, they're all uh, o, o negative. So they're type O RH negative. And I don't know what it means. I just know that it's, it's common amongst experiencers. I don't have a clue what it means because I'm not a geneticist or a biologist. I just know... That's statistics say there is some relevance to experiencers.
3: Very good. Very good. All right. I think we've got time for a few more here. Apollo 11 feels or is asking, how does science, Bob, that's you feel the spirit world relates to the UFO phenomena?
4: And we've already discussed it. It's consciousness. The UFOs, Melinda Leslie, flies the ufos when she's taken by interacting with the ufo which acts like a living creature and interacts with her mind and how do spirits talk to us through their consciousness which survives death its consciousness is the fundamental thing below all of this that is true that is true
3: all right let's go to jsco science bob can you share some captures that Sky Three Sixty has made that you feel are exceptional?
4: I, I I I can tell you where to go, but I don't personally have access to them anymore. So, at Space Cowboys Seventy Eight or whatever it is, uh, was the lawyer for which set up the corporation for Sky Three Sixty? Uh, sorry for, for UAPTN, and then was a member of Sky Three Sixty before it went defunct and turned. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Sky 360. I'm going to get... Look, I'm getting the history fouled up. It's UAPTN, Skyhub, and Sky 360. Yes. Go Look, go to Sky 360 and uh, ask Chris Lato or ask the current leader, Richard, about Sky 360 and and their, their captures in France that have happened with the Sky 360 system. And the National Reconnaissance Office has asked Sky 360 just to send them the feed. I mean, wait a minute. Well, just... just Stand back for a minute, jsco 077. Why would the government spend taxpayer dollars asking Sky 360 for data unless they thought it was worth something? (laughs) I mean, think through the implications. Exercise critical thinking. The National Reconnaissance Office, whose job it is to take all national technical means and generate data for consumption by the other members of the intelligence community, has now asked Sky360 to send them their data. That costs a lot of money for them to process it and put it into systems. So that is the critical thinking piece you need to ask yourself. Why would they do it unless it actually means something? I think
3: it's hilarious. I really do, and here I
4: am right at the beginning of it. I mean, I just how much more can I get involved in, Dave Bob? one of the frustrating things
3: that I have for our audience, and you know I'm always very upfront with with you know the information that I have that I can release. And I think that's a good thing, but I'm having a hell of a time now, and I think a lot of ufologists that I've talked to are as well, having a hell of a time trying to figure out. Who's on team government
4: and who's on team public? It seems like every, I, I, everywhere we turn. I, I, can, I, can give you, I, give, I can give you my answer. I'm not going to tell you all the answers, but I'm going to give you my answer.
0: The greatest love story ever told. Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
4: This
1: Friday. Meet Romeo's ex, Rosalind. So you're going to break them up? Of course I am. The love story you know. Romeo and Juliet. It doesn't even sound right. The ex you don't.
2: We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's wedding. Ouch. Blow me. Caitlin Deaver is Rosalind. Rating PG
6: 13. Only on Hulu Friday. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam motor treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam.
4: Available everywhere. Automotive products are sold.
6: Seafoam!
4: If if people are going into any kind of interaction and they want to talk to the military and figure out how to get some military funding for doing uh, to dealing with threats they're on team government if they go into a meeting and they only want to talk to scientists and public people reporters etc scientists etc they are on team people they are not on team government and Dave you know who I'm talking about. Is it time that...
3: The the thing that I have troubles with is they're like uh, squid legs. You got the big body at the top and then you have all the legs that go right to the bottom and the legs get smaller and smaller and smaller to those... to the I'm going to call us the little people out there who are, you know, maybe have a podcast... Maybe have a YouTube channel. Maybe write a blog. You know, who are just trying to figure things out because we want to be a part of history here.
4: Yeah. So, so look the. To me, all the little tentacles are weak signals, and so the way I view it is, each of these weak, weak signals needs to be sampled. So I look at all these weak signals and I find common elements. So, I take the common elements and I back it up the, the leg. And pretty soon, I, the common elements all begin to share some features. And I see the common elements share the features and the legs get thicker. And as the common features continue to grow, the legs get thicker there. And all of a sudden, I'm in the body. That's how I, I view it as a signal processor looking at a bunch of different samples of a weak signal. And I keep looking up the, up the legs for common features. That's how the analysis works, Dave. So, who can we trust? Um, Who can the audience? Remote remote viewers who are are good at looking at these weak signals and finding patterns. Tim wants to know,
3: Science Bob, are you concerned that Stephen Greer, who is the ultimate source for all of these documents and the conversations that have taken place, are you concerned about
4: the authenticity of them? No, I am not concerned about the authenticity of them because... I have seen and looked at Oak Shannon's notes. And Oak Shannon's notes were the informative piece that Eric Davis looked to go talk to Admiral Thomas Wilson. So I can see the tracks and the trails that go through Oak Shannon up to Eric Davis, up to Admiral Wilson. And I am not concerned at all. What about
3: if all of this is just a race for space money and space economy?
4: It is. It is a race for space money. Look, go look at Oak Shannon's document, wherever Grant Cameron has put it. You will see that the team that was assembled, they know stuff about UFOs and aliens. And they claim they're going to use it to help the United States take over the world. And they tried to get it funded and were told no. And I mean by Presidents, Henry Kissinger, so forth and so on, right down the line. They were told no. They wanted the money to take over the world. But by that I make they mean that was back when the Soviet Union still existed. They wanted the United States to end communism and for us to take over because we are the benevolent people. We won't be ugly dictators. I mean, you just see it in the notes. You got to learn how to read the the
3: implications. This is a question I wish would have happened much earlier on and not with 90 seconds to go. Was Obama really in a jump room? That's the problem. All the ridiculous stories make the most money, and the real stories get ignored for not being as much fun.
4: Uh, Nick Nack is about to get get one of my favorite answers. I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. I've met him. I've met him. I worked for a project in which he cared a lot about, but I don't know anything about a jump room.
3: The one thing that I do know about the jump rooms is this. They may not be as far-fetched as the sci-fi behind Andrew Bashago's claims may be. I'm not saying Andrew Bashago is telling the truth or the real deal. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, from other sources that I have talked to, and I've heard it recently again, there is a strong possibility that there are jump rooms out there for members of the space force or or certain members who get to use them. Uh, I hate to sound as vague as that because I don't have that much information, but I will tell you that is part of the conversation that just will not go away as far-fetched as it sounds i know it's weird but that's just the way it is science bob
4: but this is the, this is the kind of thing that obama will be quiet by, about because he doesn't want to stir up a bunch of crap
3: exactly exactly science bob thanks for coming on spaced out radio again my friend we'll probably talk to you at the round table at the end of the month and of course, coming up next, to kick off hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp, where the swamp dweller comes in with another spooky story. Then little Timmy Senor joins us for the UFO report. Lots more Spaced Out Radio coming up in hour number three next. Stay tuned. You were on fire tonight.
4: I'm telling you, but I wasn't angry. I was just factual. That's, that's number one. And number, number two, uh, there are a bunch of stuff we didn't cover that we should have. Uh, and, you know, with this stuff going on, Dave, it's impossible to cover it all. But if you're able to assemble and look at all these breadcrumbs and all these signals, pretty soon you see a pretty clear pattern. That is very true. Very true.
3: Science Bob will let you go get some sleep, okay? See you guy. Talk to you soon. That's Science Goodbye. Bob, everybody. Good old Science Bob. I will be right back. Enjoy this uh break of silence. Soon we will have commercials in here for to entertain you guys. And uh so enjoy the silence while you can. Be right back. I am back. <coughs> Sorry about that. Hey, Super Duke. I'm glad you approved, TMI. I want to say a big thank you tonight to Christian, Pam Smith, Rex, Linda times two, Jeremy, Bob, Matt, Christina times two, Obi, Marty, Terry, Robert, Judy, and Apollo for the amazing super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support that you have for Spaced Out Radio. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, very much appreciate everything. Hey, Magnus Vermagnuson, Magnuson. How you doing? Good morning to you. Early morning for you, man. And, uh, what else? Don't forget. We have our store open spaced out You can check it on out there and, uh, hang on out, grab some swag. we got some cool stuff there. It really is and what else oh yeah why don't you join us in vegas join us in vegas may 19th through 21st 2023 at the golden nugget we're gonna have some fun man it's gonna be a blast a lot of cool people are gonna be there that have been on this show a lot of uh people who have Hung out here in our chat rooms are going to be there. Come meet us all in Vegas. Here we go.
6: Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now back to Dave Scott and SOR.
3: Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are in this beautiful planet we call Earth. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight. In the S.O.R. Space Travelers Club, Taffophobia. Taffophobia is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as a clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Pooh's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show and on TikTok at Spaced Radio. Here we go. We're heading to the swamp once again. As every Monday through Friday night, Swamp Dweller joins us with another spooky story.
7: Hello, my name is Daniel, and I've been deciding whether or not I should share my encounter with your show for quite some time. I believe what I experienced were multiple skinwalkers, so please enjoy because this is going to be a long story but a good one, and I promise you it's true. So one day about two months ago my friends and I were talking about cryptids and trying to hunt one down and get it on camera. So one of my friend's brothers, whom I will call Chris, decided to plan a trip into the field. So, I told him we could go hunting for whatever we would see in the dark with a flashlight and a GoPro. So fast forward two days, I get to his house, and we smoke a little Mary J before heading out to our journey. So we get to the field, right down the road, and it just so happens to be the spot where I feel creeped out when I'm alone, riding my bike home. So we get out our flashlights, and we go to the middle of the field by the wood line, and I told him that if we were going to get anything on camera, our best bet would be to go into the woods. So we walk further down and go into a brush of thorns and trees. So we pick a spot to sit and wait for something to happen. After around ten minutes or so, we had heard nothing until a random and unexplainable noise that honestly would sound like something running bipedally started to happen by the tree line. Then two more minutes go by and we hear what sounded like an enormous bird flapping its wings above the trees. What the hell is that? I asked Chris, but before he could say anything, it sounded like a crowd of 20 deer running by the tree line simultaneously. So Chris looked back at me and I said, screw that bro, we have to get out of here. I know, so much for being a cryptid hunter. So we got up after the noises stopped and we walked a couple of feet. My heart dropped because I heard what sounded like a massive tree breaking not even 15 feet from where we stood. I told my friend that we have to go now, and then darted through the brush and out of the woods through the field. This is when I got my first glimpse of what looked like four glowing orange eyes in the trees. And so, we then walked because my friend told me that we should act like we didn't see anything. But then I got the bright idea to look back from where we had came from, and I saw what I only thought was an old lady in a white dress standing in the spot that we were standing. As we were walking down to the end of the street, I finally told Chris what I had saw, and said, Did you see it too? To my surprise, he said yes, and we kept on walking. As I looked back, this time... Whatever that thing I saw in the white dress was running at us in full sprint, but now, it was not a woman. It was clearly some sort of bipedal creature that I can't even begin to explain. That I can't even begin to explain. We ran like hell back to our house, shut the door, and hoped that thing wouldn't come in the house because we locked everything. One of the deadbolts, though, were broken at the time, and we were waiting for a repairman to come fix it. We tried to avoid going into the woods after that event, and honestly, I've been pretty good about avoiding them, especially at night. I don't honestly know if this was a skinwalker or a group of them or whatnot, but those glowing eyes from the woods, petrifying, orange, and downright menacing. I don't know how to explain it other than the stories that I've heard from this channel based on skinwalkers.
3: It's always about the skinwalkers, isn't it? Yes, we love our Swamp Dweller around here. You can hear thousands of his stories for free. All you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. Hit subscribe on his channel and boom, there you are. Free stories all night long to creep yourself out. We say thank you to Swamp Dweller who is here every Monday through Friday night to kick off hour number three. And now, let's go to the UFO report as we continue on. Was spaced out. Radio. Here's the Timbit himself, little Timmy Senor.
8: Nobody's gonna know. They're
3: gonna know. What's happening there, Tim Senor? How you been doing, buddy?
9: Can. Doing really well today, buddy. How about yourself?
3: I am doing great today. I really am. It's been a fun day. Back to the gym in the morning, so I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, yeah, my t-shirts are fitting a little bit uh, looser these days, so I'm happy with that. Very happy.
9: That's so great. I and everyone, we're all just so proud of you, dude. Oh, It's yeah. great. Oh, yeah.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
9: it's great. Keep it up.
3: Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. try. You know. See where it goes. Good, good. hmm
9: So mm. let's talk some news. There is news.
3: So let's head over Things to China. Happening. Let's head over to China Whoa. here. You know, I'm surprised that the Chinese government would actually release this story, to be blunt. I have friends of mine who still work for an English news agency in China and man, the restrictions they have on what they are allowed to report and not allowed to report are pretty phenomenal. But China says they've been overwhelmed with rapidly mountain mounting sightings of UFOs. I'm really surprised they've released this.
9: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, fresh, hot off the presses from the pulse. And so we can just hit some of the facts as they do in the article, Uh, starting off here with the People's Republic of China announced last year that there has been an increase of mysterious and unexplained aircraft in Chinese airspace. Secondly, they, like several other countries, have established official programs to study the phenomenon. Thirdly, evidence does suggest, however, that governments have been studying the phenomenon for decades. We just don't get to hear about it. And so let's consider that UFOs have been studied and observed for years, why the U.S. and other governments claiming that they will only now start to study it. Let's consider what should we make of the data that's been collected over the past several decades when it's not even been acknowledged. And then finally, can we trust an official explanation about the phenomenon?
0: The greatest love story ever told. Romeo. Sweet Juliet. Was missing a chapter. Mine.
9: This Friday,
1: meet Romeo's ex, Rosalind.
0: So you're going to break them up? Of course I am. The
1: love story
2: you know. Romeo and Juliet. Doesn't even sound right. The ex you don't. We just need to stop a wedding. My boyfriend is about to make the biggest mistake of his life.
1: It's your boyfriend's
8: wedding. Ouch. Blow me. Caitlin Deaver is Rosalind, Rating PG-13. Only on Hulu Friday. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through NetCredit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what NetCredit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at NetCredit.com. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by members of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information
9: from such sources. And so those are all good considerations moving into this story. Do you have any thoughts as we move in?
3: You know what? You bring up a good, uh, you brought up a good point there. How do we trust the source on this? China, much like other communistic countries over the years, has been able to manipulate and control their own media. Now, a lot of people will say that's happening here as well, but not to the extent of what we see in propaganda like Communist China. Okay? And whether you want to believe in it or not, you know, I still have some faith that there is some good in the media here in North America. It's just kind of hard to find right now, far and few between. Yeah. That being said, I mean, we're talking about. You know, I mean, whether it's China, North Korea or whatever, they can propagate their own stories and the public's going to have no other understanding but to believe them. You know, and when it comes to UFOs, I'm very surprised that this would come out in public because I don't think anybody in the world really wants a country like China or Russia or North Korea, or some other, you know, haste-driven country like that to be the fathers of disclosure. I don't see that happening. But it would sure piss the American government off. And if that's the point, why not do it?
9: And perhaps that's part of the motivation, but it's definitely something that it sounds like they've been working on for quite a long time. And if it's anything like the rest of the world, they're seeing these incursions and they may not know what they are, just like we don't. And so this may just be an honest report of what is the temperature on this topic in that country. And it's kind of my gut reaction that it is, because wouldn't you, if you were China, want to know if the united states is questioning it you're probably going to want to know if you've got the same thing going on in your skies so you'd put together a program maybe to look a little deeper you know and so they probably have a a genuine history as we do in this country but um obviously it was masked and you know kept under wraps in that country so we don't hear anything of any kind of disclosure coming from china um, until kind of now. And so it's trickling out in this fa- in this fashion. So um, continuing on, some proponents of the theory that UFOs are secret military craft from foreign nations fail to realize that dozens of governments are dealing with the UFO issue and have been for decades. The South China Morning Post reported in June of 2021 that chinese analysts have been overwhelmed in recent years by rapidly mounting sightings of the reports from a wide range of military and civilian sources by what the people's liberation army are calling unidentified, and quote this is a quote here unidentified air conditions so they're dealing with uacs in that country which i find Interesting. So once again, as we've been seeing in the United States, the mainstream perspective of the phenomenon and the nature in which it's been reported has taken the tone of a quote unquote problem. And so the frequent occurrence of the unidentified air conditions in the recent years brings severe challenges to air defense, security of the country of China. And so I think we're starting to uncover a little bit of the same concerns that we have in our country. Perhaps we're discovering what there's really some motivation behind some of these investigations in China. Dave, any thoughts so far?
3: Well, where are these reports coming from? And where are they being filed? Are they being noticed on Weibo, which would be the Chinese version of Facebook, since they they have Facebook banned in uh in that country i mean where do you think this is coming from i mean this is this is a big question that we need answered or is it just that you know the citizens are taking it upon themselves to be phoning in and uh, to hotlines or the police or or government officials and asking about it i mean there's a lot of questions that need to be asked here i mean Calling it unidentified aerial conditions, damn it, man, have you seen the pollution there? You need some air conditioners.
9: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that's probably why they're looking deeply into it. And just to continue on in the article from The Pulse, they asked that exact question. What if the phenomenon through the lens of it being some sort of threat is, in fact, the problem? This is not to assume their nature and purpose, but it's simply putting more focus on a reaction to the phenomenon, which is important. Are we the aggressors? Multiple cases and encounters suggest that may be the case. And so is the protocol to shoot first and ask questions later? And so um, that being said, uh, this in particular in this country, they've been saying that the vast majority of UFO encounters with human aircraft, be it civilian or military, perform evasive maneuvers to avoid our own aircraft and that is what is being reported for decades and that is made clear by going through the literature that describes the military and civilian encounters with these ufos in china and so at the time when we cross domain transmedium threats to united states national security are expanding exponentially, the committee is disappointed with the slow pace of the DOD-led efforts to establish the office to address those threats and to replace the former Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force as the required selection in 1683, the National Defense Authorization Act for Fiscal Year of 2022. And so it goes on here to kind of say that they've seen the same sort of transmedium expressions in their country as well. Um, And they go on to give some of the cases that they have found were through their own social media. They do have a reporting system established there. However, they haven't named that in this article. And so I find that interesting that they are seeing the same sort of thing and that the topic was shrouded in secrecy in their country as well. Um, and so they are saying that some of the videos from the country were leaked, um, and they go on to say that a few of the leaked videos were actually, um, scrutinized by, uh, debunkers and things like that and considered real at the end of it. So, um, although we haven't seen any of their military videos, I think it's pretty safe to say that they probably have quite a few, Dave.
3: Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. You know, and and a big country like that, I mean, we're talking 1.2 or 1.3 billion people. There's going to be some no- things being noticed. That is, that is very sure, and you can count on that. You know, I'm just wondering how accurate is their reporting? What if they're seeing U.S. spy planes fly over? You know, I mean... right. Do we actually know? We don't know. We'll never know.
9: Right. Well, we see how the United States has navigated this topic. I imagine doing the same thing in that country could be even harder. So if there are real cases that are being reported, I'm sure the government would scramble to keep it under wraps, you know, before it would be leaked to the media. Um, Now, given we have even seen on YouTube a few leaked videos that were maybe looked fake, okay? Um, That was a little disappointing because there were a few that were kind of like, maybe, right? And again, it's those fakes that just wipe out, you know, any possibility of really knowing what we're getting from that country is real or not. So it makes it a little tricky. But again, I would have to say there must be something to it. We're seeing this article coming out now. Perhaps we're going to see more.
3: Well, hopefully... You know, because let's face it, the one thing that we do know, because there's a lot we don't on this story, but the one thing that we do know, Tim, is this. Whether it's China or Russia or another adversary of the United States government, there's nothing more that they would love than to put some egg on the faces of the United States of America in one way or another, whether it's an Olympic gold medal or whether it's UFOs. And there's no better way for China to do that than to get into the disclosure game and see what they could do. Because everybody knows there's a Pandora's box of UFO stories buried underneath the Pentagon that will never come to light. And maybe, just maybe, China or Russia want to be that country that says, Hey, we're going to screw you over on this one. We're going to win this one
9: and come out and leak it first again. It always leads me back to the fact that they probably won't want to disclose their ways and means. Right. And so if they have a piece of footage that perhaps would disclose the ways and means that they got the video, that'll never hit the public eye. And again, what we really want is public disclosure, whether it's from our country or Germany or wherever, whatever country. Um, And ultimately, I feel like you really expressed this very well in your frustration, um, that the fact that the public never gets the information, it stops at Congress, perhaps, or it stops, you know, when the media tries to leak something, it is halted or smothered, you know, in some countries, it's just not allowed. Um, And so that is the big frustration is that, you know, it'll be 10 years before we as the public know what is already being discussed behind closed doors in Congress today. You know, and I find that very, or maybe never for that matter. But um, I find that a very frustrating part of this discussion, because whether it's coming from China or the United States or Germany or Russia or any country, the most frustrating part is the dissemination of the information to the public and how it's done and how they try to potentially manipulate and control the topic.
3: Very much agree. Hey, we're going to get into another story here. we got two minutes left, and this one will carry over into the next half hour on the UFO Report with little Timmy, the Timbit
9: senior. picked this one carefully.
3: (laughs) Avi Loeb. I mean, you heard Bob McGuire earlier tonight, not impressed with the way the Galileo project is heading. And Avi Loeb taking a little bit of heat over his stance on the Ukraine UFOs. I mean, now what else is new? What, what more can we talk about with this guy?
9: Well, it feels like he's taken a step into, let's just call it, um, a softer side of consideration and a spiritual side. And so he recently wrote an article, in fact, yesterday for, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to space it here. I actually just left the link. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's from Medium. And here we go. And he named it a word of Torah about extraterrestrials. And so, again, we can all read this on Medium, and it was published yesterday. And so, I'll just briefly hit a few points that he brings here so that we can all go and enjoy it ourselves. And he starts off by saying, Spiritually, I'm sorry, spirituality and the frontiers of science have something in common, they both explore the unknown. This is not an easy task. It is far more comforting to explore what is known. We know all about the ordinary matter that makes luminous stars, but some scientists search for dark matter without knowing its nature. We do not know whether there are sentient extraterrestrials, but some scientists search for them. The unknown brings existential risks, but given we live for such a short time, less than part in a hundred million years of cosmic history, the fundamental choices between living a comfortable life and a predictable life or charting a road not taken with the glimmer of hope that it will offer new revelations. Anything discovered along the unbeaten path will be our own as Frank Sinatra sang. and now the end is here. And so I face that final curtain. My friends, I'll make it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full and traveled each and every highway.
3: No, don't ruin Frank Sinatra that way. Tim Senor in the UFO Report continues about Avi Loeb and much more when we return for the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio right after this. You can't ruin Frank Sinatra that way.
9: He's quoting him.
3: Malou says, that's my funeral song. I did it my way, the Malou way. That's awesome. Hey, look at Gong Show coming up all cute and tidy here. Good to see Tim's Bits. He's got some kibble on him too.
9: Grandmaster UV.
3: I'm going to get you <sighs> Love a, it, buddy. I'm going to get you a Timbit shirt.
9: I need one. I need it bad.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <Almost>. Hold <laughs> on.
9: Hilarious. Hmm.
3: See here, we can uh, we can go on Redbubble right now. All right, Redbubble right now. You can get your "I Love Timbits" t-shirts right there. There's a box of Timbits right there. Another box of Timbits.
9: All I have to do is go to Redbubble.
3: Send Timbits. Uh, it's fantastic. Yep.
9: Feels like it's personalized for me. Now, I didn't know that they existed. They're just holes here. You guys named them after me, and that's great.
3: <laughs> nope, not Canada. Not uh, what, what, is, what, is <laughs> what is this shirt here?
9: Oh, it's perfect. Matches almost Canadian, what I'm wearing right now.
3: Canadian, and I will have a Timbit. There you go,
9: dude.
3: It is totally, totally Timbit approved. See, right there. Look at that. That's maybe what we're we're gonna change the UFO report to the Tim's UFO Timbits.
9: I see down there a softball exists. What's a Timbit softball?
3: That's uh, that's for kids, like Timbits hockey. Oh, okay. So. It's, okay, uh, we, so we, they we sponsor. Don't, we don't gotcha, don't, gotcha, gotcha. You know what? Honestly, this is truthful. Okay. When I go through the Tim Hortons drive through because uh, they support a lot of kids' activities, right? And so they'll be like, well, do you want to donate a dollar for... Should we be
9: saying that? What is that? What? Oh, what do yeah. you have on screen here? Oh,
3: that's that's my radio DJ. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what plays our music. Sweet. Um, so I'll, I'll go up there and they'll, and I'll say hey uh, they'll say hey do you you know for a dollar or do you or for if you buy this two dollar cookie you know one hundred percent proceeds go to you know help kids sport or whatever you know and then I'll get in there and I'll say well is this supporting soccer and they'll say <laughs> and they'll say yes and then I'll say I'm not taking a cookie oh my gosh uh, I said what ha- I, I said whatever happened to Tim Hortons supporting real sports.
9: Do right. they support hockey too? Though?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. They're so
9: get half a cookie. Just no, tell them you'll uh, take half.
3: Well, I should. I'll, I'll take the half
9: that supports hockey. <clears throat>
3: That's actually a good idea.
9: Yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny too.
3: Yeah. See, I would. Totally, they won't laugh. They'll hate it. I would totally make a Tim Bits T-shirt, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'd get copywritten on that.
9: Put a dash in between it or something. Put my face there. Just my face mm. and then bits. Uh. <laughs>
3: Good evening, Molly. How are you? James Weston. There we go.
9: It should definitely be, yeah, something rude.
3: Timmy's UFO
9: bits. There you go.
3: I'm changing the name of the UFO report.
9: Oh, I like it too.
3: (laughs) Timmy's UFO bits. Timmy, Tim's UFO bits.
9: It's gonna go over massively. Oh yeah, hey, at least really taking. At least
3: you you know you you get your wife one of them Timbits T-shirts. Hey man, she'll be rocking. (laughs) I want to say a big thank you to Science Bob Times Two. Apollo, Judy, Linda times two, Christina times two, Robert, Terry, Marty, Obi, Jeremy, Matt, you Anonymous Rex, uh, Pam Smith, and Christian for the amazing super chats tonight. Thank you so much for the love and support. Don't forget, our store is open. And if you haven't already, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. And if you're new, hit subscribe. We're so close to 20,000 subscribers. We'd love to get there, you know, at least by the end of the week. 3rd, headed for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. By the way, my Yankees are looking fantastic in the ALDS. I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight. Avi Loeb making news again as Tim's UFO report continues here on Spaced Out Radio. Tim, welcome back.
9: Thanks for having me on tonight. It's great to be here. And so just to continue on, this article from Medium, Avi Loeb expresses some spirituality. It's kind of a different side of Avi we haven't seen before. Dave, do you want to kind of give me your thoughts on that? Well, he confuses
3: me. He very much confuses me. Okay, why the interest in extraterrestrials? when you're apparently not looking for extraterrestrials. You're looking for signals.
8: All right, why
5: When getting the job done right is job one, you need construction equipment that's built right. From compact track loaders to the world's number one selling compact excavator, the Kubota construction lineup features durable Kubota engines, more comfort, and the versatility to do it all and do it right. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
6: Lee Tractor Company, on the web at leetractor.net.
3: Why pay attention to the paranormal, the afterlife, unless he's starting to learn from others in the Galileo Project that the phenomena is all one? You know, I mean, this—I mean, he's starting to act a little bit like Bob Bigelow from Bigelow Aerospace, just all over the map, all over the board. I don't understand it. Who's in his head? Who is he talking to? What are you going to do with your life? (laughs) I want to rock. You know, but nonetheless, hey, if you can throw in some Twisted Sister like I just did and nobody noticed, (laughs) that is great journalism right there. I want to rock. You know? Don't do it
9: like they do, though.
3: So, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about this? He's jumping all over the board. Okay, last week he's a UFO debunker, even though he's not a ufologist. Okay, I mean, where do you you're more politically correct than I am. Where where do you fall in this?
9: Right. Well, I see him kind of straddling both worlds. I you know, I can't um, you know, a lot of moves have been kind of questionable. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything that anybody does is potentially motivated by one thing or another or necessary for one reason or another. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to stay open and positive. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. This makes it confusing, um, you know, to express this side so quickly after he confounded us with his rapid, um, (laughs) report, you know, to our current, um, UAP task force, team leader. Um, I feel that that was perhaps um, motivated um, by other things. I don't know. So I don't like to really express an opinion on how or why he did that because it confounds me to an extent. However, um, I have heard him talk like this spiritually before and I think he has a deep understanding and I think he is on a search. I think that potentially he did consider a Muamua something extraterrestrial. Um, You know, I've heard him use that language. So I don't think that it's beyond him that these things exist. I think that perhaps this was an expression of him trying to get perhaps back in touch with that side. Um, So I see this maybe as something positive. Maybe we're going to see something more along this line coming. And there's more that I I can share here. But again, I really would love people to go out to Medium and read it for themselves.
3: Well, you know what? I want to see, see some transparency. I want to see what is his motivation. I, I think that's the reason why I'm hesitant right now on anything Avi Loeb is I don't understand the hesitation of it all. Okay? That just doesn't make
9: sense to me. Hesitation in what sense?
3: Just in in regards to the UFO field, into the paranormal field, into now extraterrestrials, where, I mean, one day he's saying it's not about this, it's about that. And then he goes off on different tangents. He's either very excited about the subject or very confused. And yeah. I, I, Tim, I go back to what I said to Bob and to what I said to you the other night about, you know, when we were talking about the whole Ukraine thing. I really, really think that there's somebody controlling Avi Loeb's uh, voice on this. It's uncomfortable. There's something wrong here. And it's hard to support something when, once again, you read between the lines and you see a lot of red flags.
9: Right. And, again, I I just, you know, I know Bob earlier was saying that he believes the answer to most things are money, follow, follow the money. And I don't disagree with that at all. In fact, I think that's that's it. That's the answer. Um, and again, we met Avi Loeb when he was looking to finance and looking for support for Galileo Project. And so he had this idea um, that his um, his students worked on with him to come up with a concept where Amua could have been extraterrestrial and so further research should be done um and so i think the original concept was was great now let's again recall that he was looking to fund that project now i understand some of the technology that he's acquired and i i also understand some of the funding that he acquired and they don't quite match up now that's just me um now this is just me because i'm trying to duplicate what i'm seeing so the same technology that captured those uap in the ukraine um chris leto did a an expose on the exact technology that captured that now i'm going to seek out that technology and duplicate that so that i can start looking the same way um and so when i looked into what Galileo project was doing um what i understand what they're doing and some of the funding that they've received so far even um doesn't quite line up Again, I don't understand the full length and breadth of <clears throat> how they're doing their research. So we can leave it at that. I'm still very positive on Avi and the project as presented. And again, if we're shown results, that is huge because um, that is what he promised. you know. And I believe that is huge. Don't you kind of feel that the transparency and the sharing of the results is... Um, equally important to the search itself? Well,
3: of course it is. But what's transparency? We don't know what transparency is anymore. Transparency isn't going on a podcast to say a few words to 300 people who will listen. Transparency is get bringing the information, the documents. That's what mm-hmm. the UFO world wants.
9: We How want, did you feel about his analysis of um, what was brought to him by the Ukraine? Did you feel that that so that was his version of I'm, transparency? I'm not allowed to on sw- that I'm not topic. allowed
3: to swear on the air.
9: <laughs> okay. Okay. So I thought you felt was, there were too many assumptions.
3: No, I thought it was ignorant that you take just over an hour to make those decisions.
9: Okay.
3: Okay. You're not here, Here's the thing, and I'll say it again. Avi Loeb is not a ufologist. Probably okay. couldn't tell the difference between a UFO and the Batman balloon. Okay, that was considered a UFO. And to me, why or how, uh, like Bob said, he doesn't know how Avi Loeb got in in touch with the Ukrainian government regarding that, or how the video slipped into his hand. Okay. But from what I know, Avi Loeb is not a military expert. He's not a a weapons expert and he's not a ufologist. Therefore, I mean that's like asking any one of us Tim to to step into a role that we know nothing about and be considered an expert in it. Just because he's an astrophysicist, horse hockey.
9: Right? Right. And and I think the thing that really did um, kind of shoot down what he expressed within this, he considered this for an hour and then gave a report. And in this report, he had said that the, he considered these to be shells, these dark shadows that they were seeing move. Um, and uh, so he believed them to be shells because if they were who, anything else, they would have burned but, up in our atmosphere. But
3: who put that up in his head? Who put that in his head?
9: Right. And, and well, here's the thing. You and I both know we have reports coming from um, radar operators of these things coming from 80,000 feet down to 20,000 feet um, in a, less than a second. Um, and there was no, you know, in our super atmosphere down. Um, that would have burned up if it had been moving in conventional ways. And so he hasn't considered all the data that exists perhaps before he came up with that conclusion. Um, that's the sort of thing I find a little bit frustrating, um, cause we have seen data that would say that that's possible maybe. And so to draw a, con- you know, a conclusion to something that has a lot of maybes, I find very frustrating because, um, I personally have seen it. I've seen things move, um, In a fashion that should definitely burn up and there should be sonic booms, but they don't. And that is what makes this UAP, right? It's a phenomenon. We don't know why it doesn't express the normal physics, right? And so for him to express this is not something phenomenal because it doesn't express something that he can, you know, scientifically prove. He will never prove this then. He is is going about this the wrong way because it's not going to match up to the math that he already knows. Bingo.
3: Bingo. Which is why he shouldn't be giving a government and a defense uh, uh, ministry in the middle of a war understanding about UFOs. They obviously... Look, the United States military has given... Given uh Ukraine in the billions of dollars in weaponry, money, and defense, which includes radar their radar were picking up something those technical radars are not going to be locking into artillery fire. They are not going to be looking uh locking into missiles being launched unless they're ballistic missiles okay they're not going to be looking for those missiles that are, you know, tank busters or, or you know, being fired from helicopters down towards maybe other helicopters or or into ground troops. They're not doing that. They're not looking for that. They saw and- something, okay. And f- and for Loeb to act like, oh, it's it's this is military artillery, dude. Come on. Stop already. Just because you thought Oumuamua was a, a, a potential UFO doesn't make you an expert right. on, video, on video breaking down. Like you and I said, this was a case that should have went, if to anybody in North America, it should have went to MUFON's Mark D'Antonio. Should have. Yeah, That's why I told you, and Bob even concurred with this tonight, Okay, Galileo has a few too many yes men who are associated with the alphabet agencies.
9: So this brings up a good point that I wanted to bring forward. Why do you think they brought Avi Loeb into this? Why was he approached to speak on this topic at this point when Avi hasn't even written a paper on his results? He's he's in the beginning of this project. And he was approached to, why now? Was it because they have a report due at the end of the month? Um, what is, do you, I mean, maybe, right? Um, why do you think Avi was, why did they pick Avi? Why now? Because his, his, his project is the beginning portion. You know what I mean? Do you have any insight as to why? And why now? Why Avi? No.
3: It's money. It all comes down to money.
9: Could they be trying to discredit him perhaps because they know that he would give something like this as a result? I mean, I I don't know. I'm just like, it's the whole thing threw me off. I was like, why would they ask Avi Lowe? Right. You're so right. Um, They could have asked a lot of people, you know, to present something. And also from that group, there were better people to perhaps select for that. Um, Right. Because we know that there's a a, a bunch of people working within Galileo project. We may not all agree on, but um, I find that very interesting, a little troubling perhaps, but it does pose lots of questions. But again, it kind of almost answers the question as to why we got the results that we did from Avi, you know, um, perhaps he agrees. Why am I being asked this question? If you were to ask me this based on the information you're giving me, this is how I would re- you know, respond. Um, was he asked to use this case in particular for some reason? Um, I, I have a lot of questions, I guess. And so I, now I understand that we're going to have an interview this weekend. It'd be great to get some of this in front of them. And I'm sure Grant's watching. So hopefully he's taking some notes from Bob and and all of us, but, um, obvious. I mean, I have to say I'm still a fan and it would take a lot for me not to be a fan of this project and and of Avi spearheading it and being brave. Also let's, let's not forget like he is very brave to bring this topic forward. The way he has, he took risks talking and writing on this topic in front of all the Harvard professors and, um, And other people that are esteemed, you know, it takes a lot of courage. So let's, you know, I I understand we are skeptical and we scrutinize every move by people in this field. But again, he's not a ufologist. A ufologist doesn't respond this way. So perhaps we in this community should give him that understanding that he is a scientist, he's new to this. And just because he's reacted this way to this topic at this moment, he may not react to other information the same way. You know, let's hope that he finds something that is inscrutable that he is compelled to release to the world because it's compelling.
3: I want to change topics because we got four okay. four minutes left. And I know you're not prepared for this one yet. But I want okay. to I want to know your thoughts, Tim, on Tom DeLong rejoining Blink 182 for a massive world tour after 10 years away from the band he founded to go chase UFOs.
9: So it's going to be a short answer. Cause um, I think it's great. He's a musician. Um, If that's where his heart and his passion is taking him, I think it's great. Um, Rock and roll is a journey, man. I can tell you dabbling in it and having a band for years, um, it comes and goes, and you just gotta feel it out and if that's where he's feeling right now, I congratulate him on doing that. Angels and airwaves was awesome, but I mean blink one eighty two was kick ass pretty officially I mean, I think we can all agree on that, so I think it's exciting. I hope that he has new music that he he writes, you know that they write together or whatever um I think it's great, man um. Good for him for getting back to his roots.
3: You know, as much as I cannot stand Tom DeLong, the ufologist, he is one hell of a musician. Blink one hundred eighty two, I, I you know, I like their music. I would go see him in concert. Yeah. you know, I mean, look, here's another thing. He lost a lot of money during the TTSA. I think this is potentially, you know, a recoup of that money he lost. And we know through stocks that, you know, that they're not doing too well. You know, they're literally worthless. Yeah. Put it on your wall, put it as a souvenir because it's uh it, it means just as much as a concert ticket or a sporting game ticket that you've, you know, that you supported or, or whatever. That's what it is. And <laughs> You know, but on the but, flip side, but on the flip side, I'm curious if you're going to say the <laughs> same thing I'm going to say here. He yeah. now opens the door on this world tour worldwide Dude. to talk about right UFOs. There.
9: Totally with you on that. I'm 100% with you. I'm like, world tour is about opening that door. You're 100% right. And if he can marry the two and not have either one like, over any bounds i think it's fantastic and i think he has been on a journey you know um i would love to have been a fly on the wall in any of the conversations that he's been in on any one of them because um obviously he's had life-changing discussions and he's been around incredible people and if that doesn't influence him as an artist then he's made of stone and so you know hopefully we're going to see some exciting new changes in the band as we've seen changes in him. Um, I'm kind of glad that he's going to take a step back from this. Cause I feel like it, you know, perhaps injured his image because it was like him trying to express something very serious, you know? Um, and that, that's hard to do. That would be like Bono trying to, you know, do a, another benefit. It's really hard in this day and age. And so, this is the new world tour, right? And the new message for the world. And so if there's anything that needs to be on tour, it is this message. And why not Tom DeLong to kind of express it to people as he goes, hopefully he gets into some high ranking officials offices along the way, when he goes to Italy, Germany, or any country that he visits on his tours um, and has these discussions. I think that, you know, he's a very down to earth guy and he would be able to present it in a way that would be easy to digest, perhaps, let's just say. Um, he's definitely a very down-to-earth dude.
3: Very true, very true. Little Timmy Senior, the Timbit yeah. himself, thank you for a great UFO report. We'll talk to you in a couple of nights' time. Very much appreciate you. Big thanks to Science Bob, Swamp Dweller, as well. Dirty Filth not showing up. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar, God Himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. Spreaker, YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter, at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. I know
0: you're out there somewhere. Remember,
3: this show is copyrighted by SpacedOutRadio. And SOR Media Avengers Limited, thank you so much for choosing to to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.